Hey everyone, and welcome to Comics from the Multiverse, the DC Comics podcast from Mail Fuzz TV. I am Peter. This is episode 79. And also here with me, Matt's here. Hey, what's up? Connor's here. Why are you saying the episode at the start? Because that's, that's just wrong. I remember the number and I wanted to say it while I remembered it. It was that simple. Okay, it did. It, it threw me. This is that simple. Uh, I just saw the hierarchy is concerned. Me, episode number, Matt, few empty spaces, Connor, right? Sounds about right. That's a hierarchy. That sounds rude. <laughs> Why is Matt so grouchy? I thought Matt would be like the most peppy he's ever been getting into this episode. Yeah, well, I, my computer's been giving me fits, so I'm ready to throw it out the window. So, don't <laughs> you know, if Skynet strikes, not on my watch. <laughs> I like how Matt, Matt's, Matt's uh, combat combat of technique for uh, Skynet is just to punch the computers. Punch it and throw it out the window. Yeah, nothing can survive that fall. <laughs> I mean, t- typically, just unplugging it works. Aye, uh, work. Yeah, but if it's got a battery, good luck. You know, it won't work. Throw it out the window and the battery being smashed upon impact. That's how you beat it. It's Until almost... they develop adamantium. Then, then I'm in trouble. Can't smash that. This has been down a really weird path. So we talk about comics on this on this show, DC Comics specifically. And coming up the this week's show, we have Doomsday Clock number one, which is essentially the main event of the year, quite frankly. And yeah. then we also have Detective Comics nine six nine, Action Comics nine nine two, Wonder Woman thirty five, Flash thirty five, Batgirl seventeen, Teen Titans fourteen, and finally Nightwing the New Order number four to round out the show. So that is what's coming up uh, on this week's show. And I suspect at least one of these books is going to be quite a meaty discussion, so I won't dilly-dally too much. I will just quickly mention the solicits did come out this week. I did not go through and pull out the part ones and stuff. I thought, no, I'm going to leave that. The comic discussion this week is going to be meaty as it is. But the one thing I did want to point out, just from the solicits, because we had all the early ones already, uh, is a name change. Uh, New Superman has changed its title, starting with issue 20. Uh, It's now going to be called New Superman and the Justice League of China. So... So that's pretty cool. I like that. Yeah, I'm not surprised. We've been kind of saying it should have been called that since like issue, you know, five or six, whenever yeah. that stuff started going yeah. off. So that's that, that's cool. And I, I think good, if good it, on you, good on you. Yeah, I think if it's anything, I mean, we knew it was continued past 18 where it was originally meant to end. But I think if anything, given it a new title at number 20, saying now nah, there's at least another arc or two still to come, definitely at the yeah. very least. So, uh, although admittedly, it does feel like it could also be a Maybe this will get more people to read it if it's a if it, if it seems like a Justice League book, a team. Maybe maybe more people will jump yeah. on. Yeah, I mean that, that may that may be the reason for the name change, but at the very least, yeah. they're giving it another little chance. So yeah, definitely. So that's cool. Uh, but with that, I obviously, should just quickly mention as well, in case you hadn't noticed, our our Justice League review for the movie went up. Uh, just a couple of days after last week's episode uh, it's in the audio feed for everyone obviously you can get it on YouTube as well uh, so the three of us talked for over two hours about that and it was not completely negative no. if anything no, it, it was somewhat positive not exceedingly positive just somewhat positive mm-hmm. positive in parts yeah. yeah as I've been telling people could have been worse therefore it was good <laughs> your logic is flawed but sure I, I have seen much worse therefore it can't be that bad 
The bar, bar, bar being low. All right, so let's talk about uh, comics. Let's just get right into it this week because we have big things to do. And of course, we're starting off with Doomsday Clock number one, which is Jeff Johns writing Gary Frank on art. This is the kind of the culmination or the beginning of the culmination of everything that started with DC Rebirth number one way back at the end of May last year. Uh, we are diving into this. It is essentially a Watchmen sequel combined with an event that's going to affect the DC universe. And yeah, uh, and it's probably worth mentioning here as well. Me and Connor did a, a discussion of the first Watchmen book. Uh, yeah, we we we, we got, made some pretty in depth analysis of of certain aspects of it. Yeah, I, I should have watched that before I read this because uh, <laughs> my Watchmen is rusty. So mm. I will say I'm glad I reread it just before this. Me, me too. Just yeah. just refresh everything. I, I remember the big beats, of course, but just just I think there's a lot yeah. of little things that. Uh, I, 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 I think something that I, I wouldn't have noticed if I hadn't read it recently is just the the, the way this feels, the way it reads, yeah. feels very much like another issue of Watchmen. It does, yeah. There's definitely to to a point. There's definitely some em, uh, emulation going on here with with Johns and how yeah. he's written you know, this to to match. You know, that's perfect for Johns though, because that's kind of what he does, right? Is he takes older things and then writes them as he remembers them. So if he really poured over Watchmen, then it's great that he put it in line although i think what that's saying though matt is that watchman's now old enough that it now fits into that that same era of like when he was bringing back green lantern he was bringing back flash and all these things like i mean it's you know Watchmen was kind of the end of the silver age right like it pumped us into the new era Uh, and the bronze age was it yeah because because after watchman we're in post-crisis so we're in the the post-crisis era oh that's right but you know, it kind of it kind of played with that. You know, the superheroes being more than people. You know, but then Watchmen showed that no, they're all just really disgusting, flawed people, too. So you know, that kind of not really fits in with what John says because John has those rose-colored glasses for all his heroes. You know, uh, I'm trying to think what he's done, but he doesn't really have such a negative view on him. As, as Alan Moore does, you know? Oh, yeah, he's optimistic, but... Uh, not many people have as much of a negative view as Alan Moore. Yeah, true. I mean, his beard might, but... It's because it's alive. I feel, I feel like Jason Aaron gave up growing the beard because he, he realised one day that he just could never match Alan Moore's magnificent mane. Well, no because once, when you're creative and your beard gets that, it gains sentience. I don't know if you guys know this. And, you know... It was doing like two of his books for him. That's why he's just back down to one, as it is now. <laughs> he shaved the beard. No, I think that's Marvel cost cutting. Uh, which, by the way, Marvel got a new editor in chief in the past couple of weeks. But I don't know if we yeah. mentioned that on the show. So no, because we don't talk about the other company unless yeah. we're poking fun at them. Yeah. Well, this just... is not something to poke fun at. This is something to actually be positive about. Oh yeah. I think that's a structure change is needed yeah I mean obviously it'll still be rough for the next like six to eight months because everything will have been planned out but yeah. you know, Marvel could get better in a bit of time because they've changed who's in charge so that's that's a thing anyway Doomsday Clock is what we're talking about and we this, this is set in 1992 in the Watchmen universe a few years after the events of the first book and some of the stuff we already knew of course but certainly it's, it's driven home in the book that Ozymandias is the most wanted man on earth and things are close to collapse. It's funny because we, me and Connor were talking during the uh, the monthly episode 
And he was saying how, oh, I hope, I hope there's some political stuff in there, like the first book had, where it mentioned yeah. Russia and it mentioned Cold War. And within like, the th- first three pages, there's reference to the President gulfing Korea and the wall. And I'm like, okay, right, out in, of the system, done. <laughs> in 92, like, we're, we're talking, we're still like 25 years away, you know, like, from the real world. Uh, you know, so I thought that was a fun little yeah. twist. Well, like, that's uh, how bad the Watchmen universe was, that it got sped up. Yeah, it, yeah. It's, it's funny, because when we were talking about that in the monthly, I said, I don't necessarily need it to be that current, but what I wanted to yeah. do is explore, like, a, a post-9-11 yeah. style world. And, you know, Pierre obviously pointed out that the, the event at the end of Watchmen kind of was there, 9-11. Yeah. And this very much plays like that in the same way, that this is, okay, everything's accelerated, because that happened earlier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and obviously, it's an alternate universe as well because Nixon was still president in Watchmen, and like, so obviously things yeah, are different anyway. Yeah, he had never, yeah, he had never gone through Watergate and all of that stuff. So, and I think he was, I think he was doing extra terms on top of everything too. So it was just a whole take on government corruption. And here, it starts with President Robert Redford, which is was he president at the end of Watchmen? Because again, I don't, okay. you guys have read it. Uh, no, 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 I'm still still okay. Nixon. Okay, yeah. so then he must have won an election after all those events. You know? Se- seemingly, yeah. Uh, apparently, uh, Manhattan being decimated with this giant fake alien was uh, enough to uh, besmirch Nixon's reputation. Yep. <laughs> I, I think typically that's, that's one of those things that, that kind of forces a change of party. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, this, this is what happened at Marvel. Things are going disastrously bad. Oh, time to change who's in charge. Yep. So yep. similar thing, similar thing. Uh, we'll always blame the manager. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So there's a lot of stuff at the start. I'm sort of just giving us like a taste of the world and what's going on. There's a lot of news reports. There's a like, conflict. We're counting down, like even closer to midnight in the first book. That it seems like we're, we're hours yeah. away of some global catastrophes about to happen. It mentions Russia's invaded Poland. Korea can reach can reach Texas now. I assume with missiles. It was kind of vague the way it yeah. said it, but that, that's what it sounded like. Uh, you got all this stuff going on. It sounds like they're hunting Ozymandias. You see, like this, these group of soldiers, like Storm has an Arctic base, mm-hmm. and uh, that's when you get your first glimpse. Actually, there's something wrong with him. Uh, you see the the X-ray and the the spot on the on the skull. It's like, oh, okay, interesting. Pretty damn massive too. Like, yeah, it is. Yeah. I, I've seen enough movies where that's the crux of things, and it, they're never that size. That thing looks like the size of a small egg. But so, we we can go back it, and talk about the, the early pages. Uh, uh, just on a technical level, I want to talk about that edit there. You know, like, like mm. typically that ed- the edit is something we talk about in, in filmmaking, but here it did, it did it in the comic where, you know, it focuses in on the spot and then it get transitions into being like that old TV kind of turn on yeah. from the middle circle mm-hmm. out sort of thing. Yeah, the CRT sort of the Yeah, delay. yeah, yeah. yeah. No, really no, nice it, transition. It's really nice, but that transition to what I'd call the main kind of... Because I feel like the first, like, what was it, eight pages, whatever it is, is... Yeah. All, all of this like world building stuff, but then we get to the main kind of what the book really is uh, plot wise when we get to the prison because that's when we transition into the prison and we have this introduction for Rorschach where the prisoner's like, oh, let me out, girl, let me out, give me the keys, and then Rorschach's there and the guy's like, oh, do you still want out? He's like, uh, no, no, it's fine, I'll stay in here. Yeah, it's fine. Yeah. Uh, it shows you just even his, you know, they talk about him being like disappeared, like he hasn't been seen since the event. Mm. So the fact. His mask and get-up still inspires fear. I think that's pretty cool, all those yeah. years later. I think it's worth remembering, as much as he's disappeared since the event, it's not actually that long in I think world. it's about three years. Yeah, it's like three or four years. 
So wait, what year did was Watchmen taking place in? For some reason, I want to say '89, but maybe okay. it was slightly earlier. But, well, because yeah. it came out in '86, right? It came it out came, in '86, but, yeah. but yeah, it was set a okay. couple of years later. Okay. But it's, I mean, either way, so what, what the difference between like two and five years? Just well, not... for, for whatever reason, I thought it took place in the earlier '80s. But again, that just shows I haven't maybe, seen it. Maybe it did. I, 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 I just remember. You kind of just remember '80s, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it's not been that long. So obviously, his his image has is his uh, mystique still inspires the, this yep. reaction from people and we get some Rorschach's journal and I don't want to pat myself in the back too much but I, every, ever since they revealed that there was a Rorschach in this book I immediately yep. said it's not him under the mask it's someone else who's taken yep. the mantle uh, and I like that Johns didn't like drag that out to like the middle yep. of the, the book he's like no 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 first issue we're going to get this out of the way you know all, within like four pages of seeing him we, we get the, 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 the confirmation that it's not him yeah, I think it's it's better because it's a different mystery. It's still a mystery. It's not, oh, yeah. oh, you know, why is Rorschach alive? It's just, who is this Rorschach? Yeah. yeah. Uh, it was a very simple kind of tell because he goes in to see this character, the marionette, who he's there to break out because he needs to yeah. recruit her for this mission. We'll talk about more of that as we go. But he is, she's like, oh, Rorschach. And he's like, oh, it's not the same one and like prove it. And it's really simple. He just takes off his glove and he's got a black hand. And it's like, okay, yep. it can't be Kovacs. It just can't be. It's someone yeah. else. But of course, he ke- he still keeps saying, "No, I am Rorschach." There's nothing more to tell. Yeah, I, I think well, it's interesting. Even even the the dialogue, it's because it's very that stilted Rorschach broken up yeah. language. It sounds like him. Oh, it does. Yeah, which, it, is, which it, is why it's yeah. kind of misleading up to that point because you like it could be him. There's a few things that are like, okay, that doesn't quite seem right. Like his memory, we we know he had a great memory, but he's uh, he's very similar sounding. Yeah, the, the whole story about the uh, the waitress and he wanted his pancakes and you know hence the pancake mix that everyone was sending out the DC was sending out to the the reviewers early. Yeah, but uh, but how you know how like his pancakes got ruined because uh, her boyfriend beat her up so he went and stuck a fork in his tongue. Like <laughs> you know, it's a very raw shag. It's, it's kind of his thing. Yeah, I, 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 obviously we're going to talk. About, we're going to praise Gary Frank's art a lot. I feel like, but just it's. Everything yeah, with him, the, the silhouette and the shadows of like just him in his hat, like as as he's walking around. Uh, he's so expressive despite having no face. Yeah, like just the body language on him, the way that in certain panels he holds up his hands to his mouth, and you know exactly that you don't even really need the dialogue to know what's going on. Like, that's perfect. Yeah. Uh, do you have any thoughts on this little mistake he makes here with the? Oh, is it room 13? Oh, no, it's 31. It's the reverse. Yeah, this yeah. is what I was on about. His memory's not quite there. There's something just not right in his brain, which is why with the original Rorschach, when his, his fractured speech pattern was more a, a symptom of his education and, you know, just where right. he was mentally. Whereas this feels like, no, he's he's kind of confused. He's a bit broken. This feels like it's just he's not quite right in the head. Oh, no, I, I'm, I'm getting you there, but I, I was actually meaning more in a sort of, uh, like, a meaning sense, like, the idea of, like, it being the opposite of what he thought it was. Like, I feel like mm-hmm. this is, like, thematically already, like, setting something up with yeah things yeah. being the other way around kind of idea. No, that makes sense. And of course, yeah, we, when we did the other, we mentioned symmetry was a big theme in the original mm-hmm. book. Yep. So this, is, again, this is that symmetry of, you know, it's the reverse. Yeah, and then the next page, one of the things we talked about a lot in the, the the first book as well was the idea that you'd have this nine panel grid and you'd have like almost this uh, like diamond shape based just from the colours of the panels because they had different colours. Now the next page 
when yeah. Rorschach's going into the room and it's sort of going alongside these different nuclear launches and submarines, right? Which, first of all, the idea that he, the start of his mission is literally starting with the launch of missiles. Like, that's just, it's like, like okay, Watchmen was ticking down to like the, the, the disaster happening, but this is starting even closer. This is like... We're... He's getting in under the gun. Yeah. Like, yeah. But... Yeah. This book never does the same thing where it had the sort of diamond of colour because the panels were different colours. But that page has like uh, three like columns of colour. Yeah, it does, it does the row in the yeah. middle that yeah. stands out. Yep. It's actually all three. It's blue, red, green. If you go across mm-hmm. the page. Which aren't those the yeah. colours of the CRT? Well, they are actually. Good, good job, Matt. <laughs> I know yeah. some things. RGB. Yeah, there you go. Um, so I thought that was interesting. Um but yeah, so he's there to get this marionette, and it's like, okay, you help me, I'll help you get your son back. We have to, we have to, quote unquote, find God. So, so here's where I want to first interject. I thought here's John's playing with new characters based off of Joker and Harley, just because, like, we know from certain covers. You oh know, yeah, not, not quite. Not Joker and Harley, no. no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then I did some research, and you remember in in Batman? Yeah, he, yeah. Where he uh, formed formed his Dirty Dozen in the yeah. I Am Suicide arc. And two of those yeah. characters were Punch and Jewel. Yeah. And so, finding out Punch and Julie were Charleston characters. Or Charleston. I always say Charleston. Like the city, but it's Charlton uh, characters. But John's doing what Moore did, making them, you know, where Rorschach's supposed to be the question in Night Owl's Blue Beetle. Here we have the mime in Marionette, which I thought was really fun. Yeah, like, I'll be honest. I never actually. I mean, I, I got it was them. I never actually clicked to me. That this was the exact same thing Batman did in uh, I Am Suicide. That's a nice touch. Yeah, yeah. It, it wasn't for me either until I looked up the characters, and I'm looking mm. at them right now. And it's a bunch of Julian. I was like, "Holy crap! I Am Suicide." Tom King. Like, was that maybe a little, worked little bit out? Of a hint? Yeah, yeah. Because because we know how in depth like Tinian is kind of with, with what's going on in Williamson, so... And actually, remember that issue of Batman started with the Tease of Saturn Girl as well, which obviously yes, John's is, yeah. you know, uh, building I, up I to in some way. I wouldn't be surprised if John's asked him to use those two, because, you yeah. know, they, they, they could have used other characters for that story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But maybe it was like, we even just said use that at them the time. So, that, so that people are aware of them again. They're back yeah. in the awareness yep. so that when this comes out, people will know who they are. Yeah, yep. and I think... I think it's a nice contrast as well. If you're going to compare Rorschach and Batman, like Rorschach comes in during a prison riot and there's all chaos. Batman is let in by the authorities and is taken to whoever yeah. he wants to go and see. <laughs> like there's just there's just the yeah. difference between the two scenes mm. and the way they play out. Uh, but so she won't leave without mime or her husband, and right. we meet him and he has a complete mime. And these other guys, these other prisoners, uh, roughhouse him. And we think he's getting beat up. These guys, like, you know, maybe Rorschach and uh, Marionette are going to come in and mm-hmm. save him or whatever. And she's like, hey, stop playing. I know you're in the middle of an act, but we have to go. So he, <laughs> Yeah, a performance, yeah. she calls it. Yeah. And he just, like, snaps. We just see, like, the, the carnage. And we just end in one of the creepiest panels of the year of mimes smiling with the blood draped across of his mouth. Those eyes. I will see that in my nightmares. And do you know yeah. why this is so effective as well? Like, okay, mime is terrifying. We see that here, but it's Marionette that he was there for. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Like, what, what, what she do, can do? What, what, what is it that makes her worse? Yeah. Is it worse? I mean, is, is it a well, scarier thing, or is it just more of a skill? Well, she was right, right. But we she see was how in solitary. Yeah. That's true. She yeah. Wasn't. That's true. Yeah, she was in solitary. Um, 
that it's a fair point. Also, just the the the, the panel before that creepy ass smile. Which, by the way, that creepy mm-hmm. smile looks like a one of those creepy dolls. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, and, and I get why you know Matt would think oh Joker esque at first in oh, with sure. panels like yeah. that. But the the, the 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 panel before though, like, I think he's just snapped that guy's neck, or he's just bit off part of his head, or something like that. But the way he's got yeah, his arms out, here. it's like it's like the middle of a performance. The way he's, he's sort of standing for the crowd. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He's taking it in, and I like that. Uh, again, it's it's doing what Moore did with these characters in Watchmen, where yeah, they're based off of characters, but he really made them his own and gave them their own personalities. So. Um, I, I like this. And even when I thought it was a Joker and Harley type thing, I was into these two characters just from how Johns was playing with them. Oh, they, they fit in this universe. They, there's no yeah. doubt about that. And then comes one of the one of my uh, biggest laughs of the, the issue, actually. So then then Marionette obviously translating, or maybe translating is not the word, but sort of communicating for Mime. is like, oh, mm-hmm. he won't leave without his weapons. And he's like, well, we can get him new weapons, it's fine. It's like, no, no, these are special weapons. So like, okay, fine, we're not, you know, and Rorschach, like, and throughout the, this whole sort of sequence uh, of him, like, coming out of the prison, he's constantly saying, oh, we've only got three hours and 20 minutes. Like three, oh, I don't even know how long now, yeah. so about three hours. But we're running out of time here, the whole time. So they go to, like, the, the lock-up sort of lockers where they've got confiscated things, and Mime just starts, like, putting his hand into an empty locker and pulling out invisible weapons, because he's mime, and I just love. It was when Rorschach at the bottom of the page just goes, like he's just he's just annoyed. Yeah. He's and, like, and oh, that, that has led to my favorite joke theory, which is yeah. that Rorschach is Damien. <laughs> Damien <laughs> always says that. He does. It was in Teen Titans this week. It was numerous <laughs> times. Oh dear. But anyway, so no, it's really, 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 I mean, disturbing. In fact, actually, just to add on to my laugh here, at the bottom of that page, Rorschach's like, "You have problems." <laughs> you're a big problem because really. <laughs> how screwed up is Rorschach he's telling he's like no this is just this is not so even for me like come yeah. on now guys it, it, it kind of really sets just how desperate this is yeah uh, so before we actually get to where they're going there is actually a page that transitions to it and I, I feel like it really emphasises it really focuses on this uh, this this couple with a baby are leaving town they're evacuating New York and they, they drop this like a little you know file folder on the ground, and I feel like it's really emphasizing that these fight. Maybe I'm just looking at it. No, wrong, I, I, I get yeah, It's it's you know it, it's the panel where it says it is you know leave non-essential possessions behind. Yeah, but it it hovers on that like okay no that is essential but they've left it anyway. Yeah, so I'm wondering who are these people? What what, what is what are these files? Mm. I don't know. I'm curious. Uh, actually, I got really excited because it was when they're, they're walking the sewers, you know, Rorschach and Marionette and Mime, and the next sort of few pages. Yeah. There was a moment, uh, it's when he's looking at the two passages, and it's like the two summer passages, that I realised where they were going, because it looks like an yeah. owl face, and yeah, I'm like, oh I, shit. That looks, like, that looks like the owl eyes on the ship. Yeah, yep. that's where they're going. So I got really excited as I would get, when they eventually get to the big doors, and I'm like, oh man, it's, it's Night Owl's Lair. Uh, not to gloss over the don't point your imaginary guns at me moment, because that was fantastic. <laughs> it wasn't funny the says, time. Yeah, that's yeah. what I was going to say. But uh, that's, it always struck me Rorschach was kind of a funny character just because of his darkness. Like, he had that whole monologue in, in the first Watchmen about uh, Pagliacci. And, you know, it's supposed to be this tragedy, and he thinks it's hilarious. Yeah, you know? it's, it's often his his bluntness as well that makes it yeah. funny. Because he just yeah. has no filter. And actually, exactly. I'd probably say this is, like, in terms of, like, pure like layouts and pacing, I actually think this walk through the sewers is my favourite part of the book. Uh, just in terms of those those factors, because 
I really feel the timing and the pacing as they're walking through the sewers. Like there's a, that top of that page, that first page in the sewers, when it's the it's the top three panels have become one for the, the wide shot. And then you go yeah. through it. And it, I mentioned how that diamond shape thing doesn't happen with colour. It actually kind of happens in another way in the next page. With the lighting. Uh, yeah. with, with the lighting, and uh, more specifically the camera angle, if you, if you want to call it that. Because the, the top left, right and bottom panels and the main panel grid are all top down shots of the floor. Mm. Yeah. Uh, whereas the rest are not, so it actually creates that panel, that that sort of diamond and cross shape. Uh, you know, that. you talk about this, you know, the structure and layout. I really like, like, you know, you said that first panel here is the the wide one. That's the establishing shot, and yeah. then we yep. move into the scene. It, it really flows like that. Yeah. Uh, also, I love that silhouette shot of Rorschach in the bottom right of the uh, yep. that, yeah. that panel grid. Really oh, beautiful so stuff. Nice. Yeah, all of it. Uh, so they get to they get to Night Owl's place, and there's all this. Like, we get the idea that there's been, there's been some rumors about what's happened to everyone in this universe since we we last saw them. Marionette's like, oh, did, did is it true what happened? Did you kill Spectre and Night Owl and all this stuff? And he's like, no, not true. I am Rorschach. All you need to know. <laughs> he keeps sort of emphasizing that. But we find out who he's working with. He's working with Ozymandias, who. Mm-hmm. Sorry? Who has another little baby cat thing. Oh, he does, yeah. He's got a new one. Yeah. Like, that excited me. <laughs> I was like, this guy's ever looked more like Pete in his life. Yeah. Why, why is he exciting Cora? Cora's the well, one who hates cats. I, I, yeah. No, no, I hate cats, but I love the idea that even <laughs> even on the run, he's the most white man. He, he took the time to genetically engineer a new little pet. Yeah. That's fantastic. Well, he, he still has access to hundreds of millions of dollars because he offers to... Because when, when Marionette's like, hey, there's like yeah. $20 million on your head. Why don't I just turn you in? He's like, well, I can pay you 200 yeah. So he's still got funds somehow. Yeah, yeah, obviously. So, you know, he's got a thing going. Uh, but yeah, so obviously when when he said find God earlier on, I immediately thought he meant Manhattan. But here, this, this, yep. this scene confirms it. It's like, no, we need to find Manhattan. He's the one person who can maybe solve this world, who can maybe, who can maybe fix uh, everything that's about to go wrong. And that's when all my DCU conspiracy stuff starts going in and going, okay, this is set in 92... I mean, when did when did the rebirth stuff? You know what I mean? Like, because up to some, here, it's just a sequel to Watchmen. Like, it really yeah. doesn't touch on anything that we've been with rebirth at all. And then we get here, and it's boom, he kicks it into gear. Wait, so you're so thinking ninety two? That's the death of Superman. Is that what you're? Uh, I have a different. That's theory. what it's. What. I think it's the same time. There's multiple reference in this. You know, Rorschach talks about his watch being slow. Time's not yeah. right. I think this mm. this universe has literally slowed down. So it's ninety two yeah. for them, but it's you know present yeah, day. Yeah, I can, yeah. I, 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 I'm I would... saying that the ninety two. I'm just saying there's a reason why it's taking place at that point. I, you know, see, that's I, not just an arbitrary number. I didn't. You know? I, yeah, I didn't necessarily read it as oh, this is a, this. I mean, maybe it is slowed down. It's the same time as thing. But the, the way I took yeah. it was, is this was ninety two because in terms of um, like the real world, because obviously they're saying ten years is missing from the DC universe, but yeah. Obviously, we move slower in comics because you know we don't have like Superman and Batman right. have not been around for eighty years, right? <laughs> you know, right. T- time is condensed. Like you know, right. New Fifty Two took place over a year, apparently, mm-hmm. even though it was like five years for us. So to me, I was thinking, oh, it's ninety two because it's just after ninety two where the DC universe lost the ten years kind of idea. Right. That's mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking yeah. too. Is that once Manhattan? That's when this at this point is really when Manhattan starts messing with things. And I, and I think that's where we're heading. I I always had this theory when it came to Rebirth that Manhattan's not working solely by himself because that's, you know, he just wants to be left alone. You know, like, 
that's the whole point of his exile oh, to that, Mars. That, that, well, yeah, that was the big thing at the when we were talking about the original book. At the end, it's like he's actually not vindictive. At the end, he's actually at oh. a place where he smiles because Laurie and Dan have found each other. He's happy about that. Yeah. He's like, I'm going exactly. to go to a less complicated place. He's not like he, evil at the end of that book. So he's he's no curious. And he's not meddlesome either. Like everything he does in that first book. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong because it's still fresh to you guys. But the, the whole thing that starts his exile is he feels like uh, they. They say that he gave one of his ex-girlfriends cancer, right? Yeah, yeah because multiple. of his. Yeah. Yeah, and so he's just like, well, I don't want to have that type of impact. So, what happens between then and and rebirth that he becomes this god that's interfering in everything? Well, and I just I, mean, I don't think. To, to be fair, him. the the very ending of Watchmen is him saying, "I'm going to go off to a new galaxy, a, a fresh galaxy, and maybe try and create some life." That, so it's, it, he is kind of meddlesome, but like I say, it's 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 not vindictive. It's very curious. No. It's like just to see what he can do, right? But then we see the stuff that happens from rebirth to the button to yeah. the Oz effect, and that screams of a vindictive, you know, God. Let's just say God, for lack of a better term, you know, the stuff that he does with Jor El to manipulate Superman and with Batman, you know, with with the Flashpoint. And everything, yeah. and then and then you have the whole Legion being, you know, Saturn Girl being locked up for whatever reason. So, uh, but yeah, so I feel like Manhattan's involved, but I don't think he's, you know, my theory right now is Ozymandias gets to him, and it's Ozymandias creates Rebirth or the New Fifty Two, whatever one we're gonna say, in order to make up for stuff because that's all he wanted to do is create a perfect world, right? That was his whole idea for the the squid monster it, it was a unifier yeah um, uh, well yeah but here's the thing though like that, that's not the effect that new 52 has new 52's effect was that it made everyone weaker right and so what if he started new 52 and then now this is manhattan trying to you know trying to fix things i don't know there's there's still so much at play here you know but this is just where my brain's leading me i, I don't think he has the power to do that yeah, I, I honestly, I feel like let's leave the speculations for grander things till we get to okay. the, the end of the book because we're still we're working through here. Uh, I love the the little sequential moment at the bottom. It's when uh, he's, he's, he, Ozzy is talking about how this Rorschach's even worse than the last one. He's like, oh, the, the, the last one was violent and stuff, but you, this one, oh. Uh, yeah, I think it was really interesting. He, he talks about how the first one was interesting, cruel, but he held on to his principles and you know. Mm-hmm. It was, it was predictable because of that, but this one, and then you know, gets cut off. It's yeah. the idea that oh no, this one's a, this one's a bit of a wild card. But the arm in the like when he holds at Rorschach's arm and he looks down at it, he's like, "I'm not upset," and he looks back up, "Not yet." Like just that little sequential of all that happening and him taking his hand off and be like, "Yeah." Uh, okay. Ozymandias actually looks a bit scared afterwards. Yeah. He's like, oh, "Okay, yeah, okay, not yet. We'll 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 start over." Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, we're good, we're good. Well, even the cat feels something because the cat hisses and jumps down. Yeah. Yeah, so it's just basically, world is doomed, like, my dream is dead, but there's one person who can still save it, Dr. Manhattan. That's why you're here, we have to find him. And he even points out, I only need you, I didn't need the husband, but I guess it was inevitable you wouldn't let him not come, so we're going to have to just deal yeah, with yeah. that. But, obviously, we get reminded he's left for a galaxy, we get a little flashback panel, and he's like, we have to find John, wherever he's retreated to, and then it cuts to Metropolis. Oh, yeah. I, 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 Frank Superman. That's my favorite thing in the world. Well, forget, well, forget, well, forget that though. Just the fact that it cuts to Metropolis on that line—that right. is giddy. Like I was giddy when I when I went to this page. 
Yeah, the implication is clear. The, the, yeah. I, you, tu- you turn the page and you're like, holy shit. And you get into the apartment, you know, Superman and Lois are lying in bed and it goes into his his head, into the stream he's having, and it's of this, like, him on prom night, and he's upset because Lana's with Pete, and the, his parents give him a pep talk, and he goes in, and like, oh, he'll be, he'll be fine, Martha, don't worry. Like, this is, and I, I like this line, this is God's plan. Given that we've yeah. been talking about God throughout the issue, and we've been yep. comparing it to Manhattan, and we've been talking about how things have been altered and stuff, they get hit the, you know, have the car crash, which killed them, which is continuity from the New 52, Right, and well, and that's original Superman continuity as well, you know, because that's where Morrison pulled it. From, well, pulled it from. So, oh sure, you know. but like, it's not the more familiar. Version yeah, that you, it's not like because the, the the way I'm reading this because obviously he wakes up, he's he's in a cold sweat. Well, he's like, oh, you know, mm-hmm. Clark, what's wrong? I don't I don't remember the last time you've had a nightmare, and we we ended the book with I don't think I've ever had one. I think what this is to me is that he's he's having this memory of his parents dying. Because that was something that was a, was changed. This is something changed. that was not meant to I, be. I agree. When it says, "Oh, this is God's plan," and we all issue, we've been talking about Manhattan as God. Like yeah. that's the word right. they use repeatedly, and it's like, okay, Manhattan did this. Yeah, he changed this. This was something that, specifically something that we were unhappy about when New Fifty Two started. We didn't like yep. that his parents weren't alive. I mean, obviously his dad had been da- dead for a little bit, but he, he was yeah. alive for a lot longer in his life, and his mum was still around. We we were pissed that they took they took the Kents away. This was a, yeah. a infuriating well, thing for us. What, what I find very interesting is, you know, we talk about it, how, you know, we're saying, oh, this is a, a memory. But only the first half of this can be a memory. He's mm-hmm. not there for the actual oh, sure. incident. Yeah. But he he has this so vivid. And I think that maybe that's like, is something trying to communicate to him? Is someone trying to like show him, yep. here's what happened next, and this isn't yeah, right, something changed, something that was affected. So Yeah, and, and just to go back a few pages, Ozymandias, you know, we know he has cancer now. Mm. And I think right. that's one beautifully ironic, seeing as he's the one who gave all those people cancer before to, right. uh, you know, to give yeah. that message to, well, to Manhattan. It's, it's that symmetry. Yeah. And yeah. what I'm wondering though is, you know, we're talking about this is almost like someone sending Superman a message. I wonder, did he get some? Can he beam messages into the head? But it kind of gives, it gives him cancer. He tests it on himself, and that's what gave him cancer, maybe. But he thinks, you know, Superman will be all right. Oh, he can take it, yeah, because he's Superman. Yeah. Right. And I also I wanted to point out on that first page where we go to Metropolis, right in the center is what Superman was reading or what Clark was reading before bed because mm. his glasses are sitting on top of it. And it's BF Skinner's Walden 2, which is a, you know, BF Skinner was a behavioral psychologist, but he wrote this narrative story uh and the whole theme of it is uh how people are shaped by their environment. That it's not, you know, it's kind of nature versus nurture in that. And, you know, it, it's one of these things where it's like, well, I could make up a whole thing, but why put it in the center page? You know, why is Superman reading that? Because that's that's ultimately the character of Superman, right? That he, you know, he's a product of his environment being raised by the Kents and, you know. Yeah, and, and it's this idea, okay, if the environment was changed... Ally, you know, with How Kent, different? What what has changed about him? Yeah, he, he's he's. I mean, for, at least from our perspective, he's weaker because he didn't have their nourishment for you know their their for longer. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Uh, I also want to point out there's a really thematic thing going on here. Uh, the whole the whole window, the beam of light coming through the window. It's almost like a like a, a view hole. Like someone's this is the peephole that someone's yeah. watching him through. And then that's even maintained with that panel where it's looking through his glasses. And it's looking through the lens, and it's like, again he's he's being watched by someone. Yeah. 
Like it's it's very there. It's the the light coming through the window. The way it's kind of like just that one porthole, and then the the glass is because it looks like a TV. Like again, an old CRT TV. The way it's looking through that glass lens. Yeah, mm, it does. Uh, I, I think that's very intentional. Uh, so I mean, obviously the art throughout. It's phenomenal, isn't it? It's is great yeah. stuff. I I love Frank uh, in general, but Frank drawing Superman. Uh, honestly, I, I I love him too. He's he's always done some great work, but this is honestly some of his best. The way that the it's because often he he nails all the big moments, but I think in the past I've never been quite as impressed by his sequential art in the same way that mm-hmm. I was here with mm-hmm. all the small moments. The way they kind of just lap together. Him and John's work together really well. Uh, yeah, I, I think he, I think he brought his A game. I think he knew this was probably the biggest thing he's ever going to work on. And he's, yeah. he's, like, he's, he's went, no, I'm not, like, phoning this in. And hopefully they got a bit of a head start, and that means... I, I think they must have done, because yeah. we know how long mm-hmm. he's been working on this. You know, we, we talk about when he stopped doing the, the covers. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, that, well, that was months ago now. So I, ho- I hope that this maintains schedule, because they've had some time to get ahead. And uh, I don't believe the rest of the issues are as long as this one. This one was a, a meaty-length issue. Yeah, that's a shame. I could do with them all like this. Yeah, so could I. I, I, I'd happily take them all. Being this, I assume the last one will be long as well. But yeah, uh, but yeah, I could happily take them all at this. Joe, Joe, it's funny. I think for the first few pages, I was kind of thinking, oh man, this is just as dense as Watchmen. Uh, luck, partly luckily, it, after once it got to the actual like Rorschach in the prison, it actually kind of let let itself breathe a bit more, and it wasn't as packed. With... I, I, I think it was. Yeah. There was still as many panels on the page. There was. There wasn't as much dialogue. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think I think that's. Good. I think I think it says no. Here's a Watchmen sequel, but we're not just going to. As much as we're adhering to the style of Watchmen, as much as we're adhering to the the the, the layouts and that kind of thing, we're not necessarily going to be so beholden to it that we're going to not be a modern comic at the same time. I, I think that, that that's the word you hear in there, modern. Uh, I think part of the big controversy is like, oh, Watchmen, like that should that should never be touched. Mm. And I agree into a point. You know, when they were doing like before Watchmen, yeah, they shouldn't have existed. I don't need to see the past, but this is. This is different. This is taking the ideas and moving forward, and that applies to the the technical aspects of it as well. Like it's you know, the style is maintained, but like you know, in terms of you know the the paneling structure. But okay, we've maybe t- trusting a little bit more to the art than we would have done then. The colors are a bit uh, they're more evolved because technically they're better. But even though they they evoke the same style, and it's like you say, it's mm-hmm. it's it's modernized it in the same way that we've kind of pulled forward in the world. Yeah, but. Uh, that said, though, I, I think something that's—I mean, I guess it's happened to an extent because we keep redoing origins to a point. But I feel like where the true outrage would be is if someone said, "No, we're just going to redo Watchmen because we want it with prettier art." That would be where you outrage. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, no, no, never do that. Yeah, that I don't would, think they ever no. would. Yeah, but it, it's actually almost a weird thing with comics because you could technically just take the original script and just do it again to an extent. I think in yeah. some way, for some stories, I can see that being really interesting. If you give uh, just a rough script and see how different artists interpret it, mm-hmm. and well, you know they've, how the they've story done differs. that with Detective Twenty Seven, like we've seen that so many yeah. times. Yeah, that's true. You know? yeah, yeah. I mean, it's been over seventy-five years, but yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I just yeah, mean I even even recently, like when uh, when Detective Twenty Seven hit for for the New Fifty Two. We got you know the same retelling of Batman's origin by different artists and and yeah. uh, mm-hmm. you know and, and like, writers because obviously that's very specific. Just kind of doing this one moment. I mean, like a whole story, like yeah. a, you know, like yeah. a, and, and see, right? How does each artist tackle this from a rough script? What because obviously yeah. I think artists often get overlooked in their storytelling ability. We give a lot of credit to the writers, but I think you know 
the, the things like this do show what what the right artist brings. Obviously, DC is making a point of that lately, with uh, with Marvel slacking on that front. Is so it, I think it'd be really interesting experiment. I assume it's safe to say that we're all feeling very positive about Doomsday Clock. Yeah. 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 It was it. Uh, honestly, it feels it because it's paying off and everything we're building to for the last year and a half. And as much as obviously a lot of it is a Watchmen sequel, and it's, it's only those last few pages mm-hmm. where we get. But it's so exciting when you turn that page and it's like, oh, we're in Metropolis. This is how yeah. we're. Yeah, that's the thing. Even if you take away that stuff and you just go, okay, we're going to do a Watchmen sequel with this mm. team, and you know the the first you know ninety percent of this book is just Watchmen sequel. If you gave me that for twelve issues, I'd be I, I'd be still just as excited. Yeah, I mean, I think yeah. it'll be maybe more even now going forward. I feel like the first issue you start in Watchmen world and you build that up. And then you yeah. just teases with the the DC stuff at the end. Like I feel like that makes yeah. sense to do the first issue. I can. I mean, I can see it going back and forth. I, I, I mean, I can see you know how the original Watchmen they had like an entire issue with like on Mars with uh, Laurie in Manhattan. I can see mm-hmm. similarly like issue four of this could be all DC. Issue five could be all Watchmen. I could see them doing yeah. that if they wanted to. So mm-hmm. you know, ro- ro- whatever's whatever it's going, I, I am a okay with it. Do it. Yeah, <laughs> I'm excited. Me too. So I, I guess we should speculate about Rorschach. We should. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I feel to, like. To a point. Honestly, I think my hope right now is that it's a new character we've not met, and it'll just be a case of he was affected by the events of something in the original yep. book, and that's who it is. Because some of the, the guesses that people are throwing out there feel kind of forced to me, and they're not really. No, adding I, up. I agree, and uh, I think because there's, the, we only there's only really two black characters in the original comic. Hmm. Yep. There's the the kid at the newsstand who's definitely dead. Who's definitely dead, and and then there's the the psychiatrist who talks to Rorschach, who was already. I mean, oh, it's only been like say five I, years uh, at most. But I also went back and checked. He's also dead. He's also you dead. Yeah. dead. Yeah, you're right. You're right. And so here's the thing, yeah. though. When I was skimming through it after after I read mm. this, I went back and skimmed through Watchmen, oh. see if there was anything else that I missed. I did notice the psychiatrist had uh, a mug on his desk that says "Dad." And I'm wondering if you know you're talking about these files that are left yeah. here. Yeah. What if, uh, you know, they're the files that he took home on Rorschach, and you know his son kind of read them and kind of it kind of affected what, him. What was the psychiatrist's name? You remember? Oh God. No. Uh, no. <laughs> okay. Because in in the back matter, we get some nice you know Watchmen esque stuff in the yeah, back here. Yeah. Yeah. And there's yeah. there's a clipping about it. I think it's a Roger Jackson. You know the strange case. Uh, yeah, the Malcolm Jackson Long was the psychiatrist. Okay. Yeah, the, yeah. There's the, there's an article about this. This the the the, yeah. the murder. Uh, the, the guy who had the, the journal from the New Frontiersman was murdered, and they yeah. caught this guy for it, Jackson. Who uh, they think he's actually innocent. And they've cleared the charges, but like there's yeah. mystery. There's the mystery there. So I mean, I guess right now he's probably my prime suspect <laughs> for yeah. Russia. See, that's too easy though. Oh, I agree. It's too easy, but there's no other real right. options. No, no, there's not. And I, I like Unless the idea. It's like Pete says, it's a completely new character. Yeah. And that's fine too. Which, this would be to be fair. This would, I mean, this this person in this well, article is new. See, what's interesting is this file clearly belongs to Rorschach at the end, right? Because it's got the, the the menu from where he has breakfast, Joe's. Yeah. Oh, true. So this yeah. Is, this is Rorschach's file. So he, why would he have a an article on himself like that? That doesn't. I mean, that seems a bit too self glorifying for for this guy. 
might be. Yeah, I can see. It. I, I do kind of like the idea that that, that that little that page with the family leaving New York is related because that kind of ties into the whole idea of the first book, where we we actually see Rorschach with the sign walking around tons of times at the start. You know, the first several issues yeah, of the book, yeah. we see him all the time, and it's not until later where you go, "Oh, that was Rorschach the, the entire time." Yeah, I'm I'm just looking at what else is on the, in this file. There's a bit about some of the the combination player, but what really sticks out is at the end it says "Dads." In you know, it's big bold letters that kind of stands out, and you know, obviously, I'm just just talking about that. Then it depends what age the uh, the son was, because exactly, we that, never saw him. That that mug implies to me he's young, which and he still wouldn't be old enough yet to be this. But see, I don't know about that. I I think those those mugs are really common gifts that people get even when they're older. Just like hey, I have one of these. Or uh, maybe I've just watching too much Mister Robot, but I was thinking this is just a ploy. It's a fake mug, just just to make people <laughs> feel comfortable. In his own home. In his own home, yes. Yeah, the only person he's fooling is his wife, who would presumably know whether or not he would <laughs> Maybe he's not married, though. He had a wife, didn't he? Did he? Oh, he did, yeah. She came and argued with him in the street. I remember that, yeah. You're right. Yeah. She, she was pissed about him uh, drowning in his case and yeah, yeah. leaving his that, personal that was life. the whole thing at the end. No, you're right, you're right. I just, you know, had to think about it. Uh, Matt's slithing away. I can see him scouring <laughs> yep. pages, looking for clues. Yeah, this is the worst thing for me. Because <laughs> we all know how my brain's wired. No, I agree. Because so. there's so much, like I, I've read this twice, and there's so much yeah. in it where I'm like, yeah. I need to read it again. Still, like, oh, every the, time I'm catching the, little things. Those first few pages are so dense with like tidbits yeah. of the world and like where everything yeah. is right now. It's kind of, kind of insane just how packed it is. Yeah, it is. It's, it is crazy. I mean, just the fact that they're protesting at Vite's company headquarters like i, I didn't yeah. even catch that the first time it's only the same time where i saw the the v on the wall i mean also it says like the vice president shot the attorney general yeah yeah well that ha- that's happening <laughs> like chaos it's just chaos uh-huh. that's happening yeah this is this is crazy and the, the israeli prime minister is a hostage there you go more more uh is this a, is this a, is this a commentary on the the comics like is is this is the uh, vice president John's taking care of Dan Didio because he's ruined the new Fifty Two, <laughs> and then <laughs> I'm just I'm just seeing uh, what else on that page. We got the the European Union has collapsed. Uh huh. Um, which, which someone's pointed out that in '92 the European Union really hadn't existed yet, right? Like that didn't come I, until I, I did, later. Yeah, yeah it's, it's been at least yeah? thirty years. They, yeah. Oh, okay. Then somebody was wrong. Yeah. Pointing that out. No, it yeah. existed. Yeah, Matt, vet your sources. <laughs> Sorry, Twitter. I'm just, <laughs> I just click on links. Uh, <laughs> You're as bad as Pete just reading the headlines and not even bothering. I did that like once or twice. I'm not that bad. No, no, you're not that bad. I'm sorry. That was that was that was unfair. I'm checking. Don't apologize for that. Wasn't that bad? <laughs> yeah. All right. We're done with Doomsday Clock for for this month. Are we ready to move on? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Okay. <laughs> All right. So I guess we'll move on. Obviously, I mean, there's plenty more speculation we could have, but we'll be, you know, we'll be doing this again for another forty-five minutes or so next month. So it's fine. <laughs> I'll be right before Christmas. That'll be a Christmas treat. Doomsday clock number two. Uh, <laughs> so uh, we will move on at this juncture to more comics. Uh, Detective Comics nine six nine James Tenney in the fourth rating Joe Bennett on art. Uh, this is the beginning of the Fall of the Batman arc. 
And we start off with with uh, kind of the, the reunion of Steph and and Tim, which we knew had to be coming. We were kind of waiting yep. for it. And that's kind of there, and then there's a three week jump, and then we kind of set up what we're actually what we're actually doing with the the arc as a as a more whole. Which would probably be my one complaint. I think the structure of the book is a little bit weird because of it. Yeah, it moves a little bit too fast. Yeah. Also, even the... go on. Go ahead. Someone has, someone has uh, to go. <laughs> I was just saying, yeah, like even even the the very first page is this separate this interview with the mayor, and yeah. it seems like it's it, it just seems strange because he's talking about how. Oh no! There's too many bats now. They're they're militarized. This, yeah. this has got to stop. And I'm like, there's been this many for for ages. For it, a it, while. This, yeah, yeah. This this and he's talking like it's a really recent well, no, development. To, to be fair, I I will stand up for that a lot because it seems like it's just becoming more public knowledge. Like you know, up until now, it's been kind of in the shadows and hidden, kind of thing. Yeah, th- there was a line though where let me see if I can find it. Whereas I'm sure he said it was like we weren't even sure they, that they existed. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's talking about the, the whole. There's a group here. We don't have proof that they exist, and it's like, okay, it seems weird. Well, he does have proof. We even see that later on. He does yeah, have proof. Yeah, yeah. He's, he's, this is just political spin. He's just covering his ass, basically. Yeah. Uh, but you know, we have we have Steph at the uh, of Asylum talking to Anarchy. Uh, he's still trying to convince her. Hey, the victim said it was a good idea, and she runs into into Clayface, who's there visiting Mudface. That's a weird sentence to say out loud. Um, yeah, but. Yeah, she's like leaving the house, and like, you know, Tim has his big entrance, and they have the big full page spread with a kiss, and he's like, "Hey, I still want to save the world before we run off to university and stuff. How about we we do that together?" And she's kind of reluctant, but she says, "Okay," and mm-hmm. we actually know, and especially from later on in the book, that Tim's kind of changed oh. his mind about all this. He he he's more like dead set on his his, his bat path as ever because of yeah. what he's seen, because he wants to like, make sure it doesn't turn out the way it did. Because I think a smart thing he does here is he, he kind of has the idea that maybe the reason why it went bad is because he was trying to resist it so much before. Whereas if he embraces it and tries to actually... Mould it into yeah. something good instead of just kind of... If he's forced into it reluctantly, and then you know he'll be resentful about it. So as much as I, I do think this time jump's a bit weird, and I do think it makes the first little chunk feel really disconnected from the rest of the book, I do actually really enjoy the rest of it. In particular, the the idea that because of there's like all these bats and they're in a group, the, the Gotham Knights exist. Killer Moth is trying to recruit villains to like form a union against them, <laughs> which is kind of yeah. marvelous. Uh, yeah. As Batwoman points out, Ratcatcher's even there. Uh, t- you know, he if he's showing up, you know things are desperate because yeah. he likes being in these groups. Yeah. The, the only ones that really seem like they're from proper villains is you know you got the the Riddler girls. Well, yeah, but that's that's the thing they point out is like none of the actual villains showed up. So you've got like all these like henchmen who like represent various villains. Yeah. Uh, and I, I just thought that was really funny. Uh, is mm-hmm. by the way, is that is it, is that Firefly, the one next to Killer Moth and the the, the big? It, it seemed like it, but I wasn't a hundred percent sure. There's no wings, so I'm not really sure. But I don't even no, know, I don't know who no, it is. It does look like him though, doesn't it? Yeah. Obviously, you've got Zaz there, you've got Grundy behind him, uh, which is a really nice big reveal when, when they're like, wait, how did you even get Grundy? And like, like, and he starts talking, he's like, wait, Grundy yeah, can't he... speak properly, and then it turns out to be Clayface, and he even, he even has a, a, a McCoy moment from Star Trek, he's like, oh, yeah. I'm an actor, not a poet, damn it. Yeah, <laughs> which I really liked the moment, but I thought the art undermined it a little bit. I think his Clayface looks really strange, he looks really smooth and clean. Too rounded. It does, yeah. yeah. I actually, I really like that full page spread where it's all them together, and Moth is like, "No, no, no," and Tim's like, "Hey, you know what? It was a good idea. 
We won't be yeah. stopping you, but it was a good idea. It was a good idea. You're all, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, I like it, it, it is undermined because Clayface is obviously such a big presence on the page because yeah. he's so big. Yeah, um, I, I, I like what the page is doing, but yeah, Clayface looks kind of weird. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Oh, let's not gloss over the fact that uh, Batwoman and Tim have this kind of moment, like they're just kind of talking on the roof about how he shouldn't lie to Steph right. about what he's going to do with his life. And what I thought was really fascinating about this conversation for me was the idea that because of what they kind of know that the possible future is, the idea that they're kind of close and are like kind of like keeping an eye on each other is kind of a nice little idea where, like, yeah, like we don't want to turn into that thing where I'm a dictator and I'm hunting you and you're this asshole Batman. So it's almost like they're, they're making a point of being friendlier and trying to be part of each other's lives to stop that from progressing to that point. I, I kind of like that as, a, as an idea. Yeah. Uh, so I just feel so bad for for Steph, just because like people are just honest with her, like you know, she just I feel she sets herself up, you know. But that's kind of that's kind of Kate's point though, isn't it? It's like well, you've got to just yeah. tell her because otherwise yeah. this is going to get worse. Yeah, I don't think it's Steph's mm-hmm. fault. I think it's it's, it's Tim's fault here. Tim, oh, I'm not saying it's Steph's yeah. fault. I just she wants the best for for Tim. You know, that's why she wants him to go off to school mm. and not be fighting crime all the whole time. You know, and uh, I just, and then the whole stuff with anarchy, where she, she, she's sympathetic to his cause, just not maybe his methods. You yeah. know, and and it shows that she goes to visit him in jail. You know, like, so he's not a traditional villain in that way. You know, I don't, you don't ever really see Batman go visit people in Arkham. Not unless it's to interrogate so. them. <laughs> yeah, right. Not, it's not a friendly you know, he's visit. He's not going there just to talk. You know, unless Selena's there, uh-huh. in which case it's a conjugal, in which case he's he's quite excited. Brings in his bat rose and he's 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 bat platter and he's he's bat bat, bat, bat oh, bottle geez. of wine. Uh, mm. Yeah, take it, Matt. Uh, so Batman goes to see the mayor. Uh, I, I do actually kind of like what this is setting up from a plot point is the idea that like the, the, having all these bat characters running around is actually starting to be kind of an issue politically where. Like they're having this, this especially since this whole plot is going to be about the victim syndicate trying to take down the Gotham Knights. I like the, the whole idea of what the image of this Bat family is to the city is also playing into it. Uh, I, I think yeah. that's, that's, that's a cool touch. I uh, I always like when Gotham's kind of at odds with Batman too. I mean, mm. it's it's cool that he has Gordon uh, has Gordon on his side, but I like when there's a more antagonistic. I can't talk today. Relationship between them, you know, like. Uh, that was kind of the crux of Gotham Central. They were like, you know, he's just getting in our way. Like, we we could do our job. We don't need him to do our job for us, he, you know. And so I hope well, that's kind of what it My favorite part, part of Gotham Central was actually the fact that sometimes they had to accept that they couldn't do the job and they had to call him in mm-hmm. and they hated the fact that they had to call him in. Like, that was a mm-hmm. really interesting kind of way of looking at it. Uh, the, so the, the book ends, actually, with the victim syndicate. has been like, The guards are in this. There's some guards at Arkham who are helping them. And victim syndicate's got the entire, uh, or sorry, the first victim has a victim syndicate uh, with them, and anarchy who's now joined the ranks. And like, okay, it's time mm-hmm. we're going to, you know, the bat Batman are going to fall, and it's going to be one of their their own that's their undoing, which is implying Steph, but I'm not sure. Maybe there'll be a swerve. Uh, yeah, the the obvious implication is it's talking about Kate because that's what we've been setting up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, so you know, oh, they'll they'll fall at the hands of one of their own, and. I wonder if maybe their plan is, you know, maybe like, okay, Kate, maybe Tim tries to stop Kate and it goes wrong. 
Yeah, maybe that starts this rift, possibly. Yeah. Which is upsetting, because I, I don't like the idea that we're going to break up this uh, this team dynamic that we've got. We've only just got them yeah. all back together. Yeah. Uh-huh. So I hope they come out stronger on the other end. Like I hope that's kind of... Like, they, they push to the, the, the worst possible place, but then they come out stronger. I hope that's where it's going. Uh, so, so here's the thing. Um, last time we saw Mudface in Anarchy, they were in Arkham, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Yet they're here at the end. This is Arkham. Right. Yeah, this is they're breaking them out of Arkham, aren't they? Yeah. I know. So what's with the police guys dressing up the the first they're, victim? They're the Arkham guards, aren't Yeah, they? that's what I just said. That they're helping them for some reason. Right, right, right. So did any of them have like a mind control thing? Not that we know of. Not but... mind control, but it, it, this could just be a way of showing us that they have supporters. There's some people who are anti-bat. Yeah. <sighs> I don't. I don't know. I feel like there's something more going on with. I feel like the first victim is someone within Arkham, like uh, could be. a higher up or yeah, something. Yeah. Because this is what struck me here is, hmm. you know, they they don't make it like this. They make it this big deal. That they're dressing him, you know. Yeah, they're not just letting him out. They're, you know, yeah. they're, they're, no, they're serving him. They're properly serving him. So, and the fact that they're all suited up within. So I feel like. They're they're gonna turn Arkham into their own because that fits in with their mission statement. Yeah, you know these are all people that have been hurt yeah. by Batman. So I just I thought that was really interesting that the, the cops were dressing him, and I had to go back and look that there were cops and not like orderlies. I, I kind know, of at, I kind of took Arkham. it as like he he like while he's been inside, he's like t- turned people. He's like convinced them of his mission, and he's like he's sort of yeah. spoken into their ear and whispered away at them. Mm. And, it kind of led to this, but you know, I don't know, we'll find out. I assume, I assume we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll go, go there with it. Uh, I like the issue quite a bit. I do, I do think the first chunk feels weirdly structured and it's a wee bit odd. I think the art is very mixed, but I like what it's yeah. doing in terms of plot, I like what it's doing in terms of what it's setting up. Yeah, in terms of like you talk about the weird structure, I like all the parts individually. Yeah, it just doesn't flow. No. Absolutely, yeah. It, it feels kind of like that first part with Steph should have maybe been on the end of an issue like last time and. Then we should have start, yeah, started kind of yeah, for the yeah, rest of yeah, the year. With you. But uh, uh, but I like everyone that's doing. I like what it's setting up. I actually because I really, especially that that scene with the like the the attempted organization of the criminals. I, I really enjoyed that scene especially, uh, and I like the victim syndicate. So I, I like that they're they're back in play. Yeah, yeah, I like that they're a big part of this. Yeah, because uh, it makes the whole, the whole run feel like it's been kind of working together and building to, to something. Yeah, it has done recently as well with, you know, the, just because obviously Tim left at the end of the first arc and now yeah. Tim's back. Uh, so that kind of naturally feels that way. But now we're going, okay, Victim Syndicate, that was like the second arc, I think. Yeah, second or third. So it was back, yeah, back so that's that. kind of, again, it's kind of working back through. Yeah. All right, cool. Uh, so I guess we'll move on to Action Comics 992, Dan Jorgens <laughs> and Rob Williams uh. writing, which I thought, I didn't realise that before I read it. And then Will yeah. Conrad on the art. So this is the, the aftermath issue to the Oz Effect, which I think is amusing that it's probably better than any of the Oz Effect issues themselves. Yeah. Well, because it's dealing with the fallout and Superman's mindset. And I usually don't like a conflicted Superman, but here I just, I don't know if maybe I had a rough day when I read it. <laughs> I felt his panic. You know, well, like in my soul. I, I think the idea so. that what what, what Jor El slash Oz did actually got under his skin, and this idea that he knows mm-hmm. that something out there's manipulated things and something's coming, like it's actually put a seed of doubt in his hope. 
which is an interesting idea for Superman. Like, how does he combat that? Because, like, again, you have to imagine yeah. he's, he's going to come out on the other end. And I feel like it's kind of neat this came out the same week as Doomsday Clock because I feel like this issue kind of sets up where where he's going to be at the start of Doomsday Clock to an extent. Yep. Yeah. So uh, that's, that's yeah. pretty cool. So there's various things. He's in he's in uh, the fortress. He's, he's trying to, like, like figure out, like, is Mr. Oz actually Jor-El? And Kallax is like, yes, it is. And Batman shows up, and I feel like this 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 shows a series of moments with him and another character. You know, first is with Batman, who's like just you know, stars galore. Yeah, he's, he's basically know? like yeah. Actually, as a matter of fact, I have kind of met my dead dad. That happened kind of recently. Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, what a life, eh? I, I love this. Yeah. Like this, this is Batman done right. You know, because you know, he's, he first yeah. off, he's like, yeah, I didn't hear the bat player. He's like, no, you didn't. You were distracted. Not like yeah. not, you tried to hide it. It's like you're just too distracted, and yeah. then. Yeah, he goes. Oh, you know, you you gotta, you can't lose your temper. You can't be reckless. It's you know, it's you've got to be better than that. And and Superman's like, oh, you think I'm dangerous? You need to make sure the powerful aliens in check. And it feels like, hey, 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 hey you've seen yeah. this recently, hey? Yeah. yeah. And, and he's like, yeah, no, I'm not worried about that. Yeah, and he's like, no, man, I'm here as your friend. I'm, I'm like, just worried about you. Yeah. yeah, I especially yeah. like at the end when he flies off because he hears like you know trouble in boats somewhere, and Batman yeah. as he's flying off is like, "You're Superman, don't forget that." It's like the idea that he cares about what Superman is is an idea. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. at this yeah. point in their lives, it's, it's pretty cool. Uh, so he was the same, and obviously Lois is covering from the planet. Like you know, oh yeah, he's undercover. He's, he's hunting down a story. Yeah, don't worry, Perry. He's 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 here. I love that whole thing. He's like, yeah, well, you guys are married. So you're just covering for him. She's like, well, no, he's, you know, we can't blow his cover. Mm-hmm. Okay, lo- okay, Lane. Uh, LA, he goes, yeah, yeah. Do you trust your reporters or not? Mm-hmm. And he's like, God damn it. I, I don't like believe the... you on this, but I, have to, <laughs> you... I can't call you out yeah. on it. I like the, 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 the double meaning here that she's like, oh, you don't want to blow his cover when what she's doing yeah. is, in fact, protecting his actual cover. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, so, so they, they talk on the roof and... So we get a moment with Lois, which is nice, and she's like, "Hey, you're, you're, you're Superman. You'll figure it out." You know, she, she's she's Lois, but Hal shows up, and it's mm-hmm. like, "Hey, right, we got we got that that that, that uh, you know the, the data you wanted. We got it. So I've made a, a a wormhole for you to travel through. Come come to come to Mogo. We'll we'll sort this out." And it's like, so Tomar Ray's there. He's like, "Okay, so that's Krypton's you know uh, or yep. Krypton Sector's lantern." Right, and he's like, okay. Right, so we got we got the we got the footage up. Of course, Matt knows the number. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so we got the footage up. It's like okay. So here's Krypton just before it exploded. Okay, there's the ship going. Although I, I will point out, I did think it was weird how Clark was like, "Oh, we need to make sure that I was the only ship." And I'm like, "What about Kara? Wasn't her ship leaving around this time as well?" Yeah, yeah. But on I the f- other side, it's fine. Okay, it felt like a bit of an oversight, but whatever. Yeah, so, definitely an oversight. Um, but yeah, also, <laughs> I want to know. The canon of why Tomar Ray just kind of let the planet explode. Like, now I want a, a, a mini series where the Lanterns try. Kind of like I, what we I just had in Green Lanterns. I wonder if it's one of those things where they're not allowed to intercept, intervene, because it's like, you know, it's their own thing. It's you know, their own polit- yeah, politics. But, but, and you can't, you can't displace their politics. What about the, the, the mole see. people from Green Lanterns yeah. like three well, weeks yeah, ago? But, yeah, but they they had a whole thing in that where if the mole people don't want to go, we're not allowed to take them. Oh, sure. no, they, have to, they have to circumvent yeah. that. But, All but right, where sure. were the Green Lanterns showing up going, hey guys, your planet, like, you may, should, y'all may, should may, probably try to do something. Maybe they did, but Krypton just didn't well, listen. I, well, I'm, always, I'm just saying, I want a miniseries where that happens. Yeah, I've, I've always like, liked the idea that Toma Ray's guilty about not being able to do something about it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I wouldn't mean that I haven't explored. Whatever they the decide happened happened i'm sure yeah. you know what matt i have no doubts there was a story about this at some point there has well, to have been yeah 
I, I need it. I'm going to track it down now. So thanks yeah. for that, Pete. It, it, makes, it makes no sense to me that at some point, either in a Superman comic oh. or a Green Lantern comic, they didn't explore this idea. And then, so when you look at it like that, it makes sense that they took, you know, the, at least the, the Guardians took, you know, the footage for it, just so they, they have mm. it in like an archive, you know, things that happened on our watch. So they watch the Krypton hologram recording and it, it glitches. It's like, wait a minute, what's going on? And then it's like, okay, I'll fast forward a little bit. And then it's like already exploded. He's like, that's weird. The data, when it actually goes up, is it, is corrupted. And this is, of course, Superman's like, no, someone's manipulated this. Just like, the you know, someone's done this. this Someone is, tampered with time. This is the same, this yep. is the same, you know, oh. whoever pulled out Jor-El is the same person who's done this. They've, they've messed with this and... Uh, I'm like, oh man, this is exciting. And especially since I'd already read Doomsday Clock by this point when I read this, and I'm like, oh, this yeah. is just setting things up. This is, this uh, is I, I love this image here of him standing amongst the, the shattered shards of Krypton. Yeah, it's a nice touch. Yeah. Especially since it's all green, so it's... it's it, obviously, it's, like yeah. Yeah, it's green because it's Green Lantern like energy and light, right. but obviously it makes me think of Kryptonite. So yeah, it's, a nice it, touch. it's got this really nice effect to it. Uh, so he is like, okay, well... I'm going to the Watchtower, and he pulls off the, the tarp, he's going to check out Barry's cosmic treadmill, and I'm like, oh no, Clark, this is a bad idea. Don't do this, Clark. No, nothing ever good comes from this. <laughs> Don't do it. Nothing ever good comes from the cosmic treadmill, but things should just be destroyed. Yep. Like, uh, Superman, you know, he runs on the treadmill, he goes somewhere in time, he's going back to Krypton to see, you know, what happened when it exploded, which is, you know, an interesting plot idea if that's the next arc. That's cool. Maybe we'll get what Matt wanted in that, we'll see Tomaray trying. Yeah. Oh, maybe, yeah, that's true. Maybe, maybe this that. is that story that he wants. Or Tomaray will never show up or be mentioned in any way. I, I feel like maybe he has to, because to get that recording, surely they'd have to be present to see it. Yeah, yeah. maybe, yeah. Well, Maybe maybe the argument is, is that because they made a point of showing his Tomari here and reminding us of him and reminding us that he was the one who's in charge of that sector, you maybe know. that's setting him up so but that when he pops up... Maybe this is one of those cause and effect things where Clark going back will actually go to Tomari and they'll go to Krypton together. Oh, maybe. Right. Uh, but I, I just feel like the fact that they made a point of showing us him here and reminding us of him, of, of, his, of his involvement in this, is like, no, when he pops up later in the arc, this is going to make... Yeah. You know, you're going to know about him. But, uh, yeah. yeah, so he goes to the treadmill... And he goes through, like, you know, the, the wormhole they creates, whatever. And then you hear, no! And you just see the, the, this, you know, gold explosion. And Booster Gold and Skeet pop out and go, no, Clark, don't go. Oh, we're too late. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. That so, is so Booster. With, yeah. Yep. With Doomsday Clock, you know, being in the forefront, I spaced that Booster was coming. Like, I knew it. We all, I, yeah, I got excited. Was, uh, I knew there was a booster story coming. I didn't yeah. realize it started this week. Yeah, I didn't realize it was so this week I get, either. I, I get to the the end, and I jumped out of my chair. I uh, like, oh yeah. I, I, I think the realizer realizes because obviously next issue is the start of that arc, but mm-hmm. this because this is the aftermath, so we weren't necessarily expecting booster in this. Right. We, we yeah. were waiting for it next time. Well, when I turned that as page, soon as he started. Yeah, when, when I turned that page and it was Booster, I went, "Oh yeah, he's coming up." But yeah. I didn't, yeah, like you say, I didn't realize it was this this week. So it was a genuine kind of like exciting shock of like, "Oh, Booster Gold!" Oh, yeah, that just it, happened. It's, it's been a while since I've kind of had something like that from you, know, something that I knew in solicits and knew was coming, but it kind of just slipped my mind to the yeah. point where the moment honestly, still had impact. I think Doomsday Clock distracting us all is maybe what also helps. It probably yep. is. Mister got me. But once, once Superman started, there were so many references of tampering with time in this one. And so, go oh, back to the second Matt. time. 
Brainiacs entering the... the, the yeah. or... and, and I assume Matt's point here is you have to wonder if, if Superman is the one that tampered with time here it, with, by the end of this story. <sighs> I don't know. I don't think so. Maybe they're recording. Obviously, they didn't tamper with Jor-El, yeah. but... No, 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 not yeah. with what happened, but like I say, you know, the, the recording, well, whatever's yeah. gone on, maybe it's the because, whole... because of what he's done. Booster's whole MO the... as of, you know, post-Infinite uh, Crisis was you really can't mess with time, you know? So, like... Yeah. You know, especially in certain elements are, are basically concreted in that you can't change them because of, of you know, timey-wimey, let's just say. And so the fact that Superman's going to try to go back, I don't think he can impact anything. Well, that. Well, well, this is the thing. I think it's going to be one of those where anything he does impact has already happened. What I think is well, right. exciting for me about this, though, is I like the idea that Superman's going to convince Booster that someone's already manipulated time, yep. and that's going to set Booster like just sniffing. He's like, yeah, something has changed. This is weird. This, this is... Yeah, and do you know what's <sighs> refreshing to me about this story going forward? He's not going back to try and save Krypton. He just wants no, to no, see yeah. what happened. So yeah. he doesn't even plan to intervene. No. Yeah. He's kind of aware well, of the rules. This is the thing. He, uh, this is the thing. He's going back to investigate why things were altered. So he's investigating Manhattan. The center. He doesn't know that yet, but that's what he's yeah, investigating. So and, and how can Manhattan interject on on Booster in the time stream? And you know, Rip Hunter for that matter, if he's still around. Like, I wonder what Booster's been up to. That's been yeah, keeping and, him and, in. And the question is, why didn't Oz take Booster? You know, like right. obviously Oz's whole thing was working for Manhattan and mm. you know, keeping things so that, that that this would go as planned. Why why leave the the people like Booster who can come in? Well, and it, well, well maybe it seems maybe like he locked out the Legion because they're time travelers. Yeah, he locked well, out maybe Booster, maybe Booster was like trapped somewhere else. Maybe That's Oz. Like or Manhattan specifically, maybe, maybe like somehow he was the, the reason why he hasn't shown up been, until now is because he's been somewhere else, like trapped. I think he's, he's been preoccupied. I think or preoccupied, trying to fix other things that are trying to fix other things, like you know that, and that's how we could end up with the JSA or, or whatnot. You know, like little tiny things like that. But I mean, because the last time we saw him was right before Convergence. You know, so it's been a couple years. I mean about that. Yeah, well, I try not to think about it, but you know, was Bush yeah, even in New Fifty Two at all? No, just in. You know, he was in. He was in the um, with with Jonah Hex. Oh, uh, yeah, Star Western. He, he was there for a while in that. Like, yeah, and he was uh, in Justice League International, but you found out that that wasn't the actual booster; it was a different booster. Yeah. And our booster was locked away. You found that out in Convergence, and then he just disappears at the end of that, and we haven't seen him since. So he was. He's been aware of stuff going on. Yeah. And the new fifty two not being right, so that's why I'm leaning towards he's been preoccupied with. No, it could be. I mean, it, it, it's funny you mentioned convergence because just this, obviously there was the the incredibly insane sale on Comicsology this past yeah. week. Yeah, which obviously we couldn't warn you about because it only lasted three or four days. It was just the Black Friday. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But uh, it had pretty much every trade they've ever had. <laughs> it mm-hmm. was in it at the same price, and it was like, okay, this is incredible. And I was, you know, you're flicking through it going, okay, what they got? I got to a point and it's all the convergence trades. And I just went, yeah. oh, yeah, that was a thing. Well, there, there's some good in there. And then again, that's where we got, you know, well, we got Rucka back writing the question in there. Yeah, I enjoyed uh, those. I enjoyed the, the, the Parker on Shazam. Yeah. Yeah, but I like Jeff Parker. Out of, out, of, out of anything, we got, you know, John Kent out of that. Yeah. You know, so in that, that's in that universe where he comes to be. So... You know, 
as much as I want to ignore it, I feel like we can't because there's some way. Oh, you can. I've not, I've not read it, universe. so I'm fine. John, John, no, just, just, just to, but you're not a just... continuity walk, Pete. I am. So it's so, you know. something just dawned on me about uh, a, a doomsday clock. Yeah. John, John, and John. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they're both spelt the same way without same the H. Way. That's true. Yeah. So that, that could be an interesting moment. Yep. Hmm. Anyway, uh, so yeah, Booster Gold is going to try and Look stop Booster Gold Superman from messing Ooh, with time. Wee. So exciting this this was a great week for matt specifically uh, that, this was a great issue actually comedy it's just it's kind of strange to me that oz effect was, was fine had some good moments but like this issue was better than any of them yeah, uh, yeah definitely it was better than all of it put together mm. that's great so hopefully hopefully we'll good things going forward so that'll take us on to wonder woman number 35 james robinson writing and emanuela lupacino on art and good I, I suppose we have to uh have something we don't love uh at some point in yeah. this show because this is going to be that this is the origin of jason and his childhood and how he learned to fight from hercules aka how do we make him uninteresting as possible i i agree so, I, I'm, do, I'm, do you know what's funny there's there's parts of this i like that yeah. come from outside of jason like well you know we have a uh, glaucus is the one narrating for a lot mm-hmm. of it and mm-hmm. it's 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 first person it's him telling the story and and I'm kind of going okay. Well, we know Glaucus disappeared, and the 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 uh, the impression was that he was dead. But okay, he's he's out there. He's telling this story still. But he's not. It switches to Jason at some point halfway through. It he, does switch to Jason. He, at some he, point. He's yeah. so stupidly too. Yeah, and even because he even says, "Oh, no, no, I'll take over the story." As, as if they're both there telling someone this tale. <laughs> Yeah, it's exactly. Which was really jarring. I like that first part. You know where where it's someone else telling the I story just, about. I, I don't like Jason, I think he's uninteresting, but the, the big moment in this one where I really rolled my eyes was like, okay, you need to be trained, Hercules is going to come and train you, and it cuts, like, one of the panels is Hercules holding up, like, kick pads for him to, to like, hit, and I'm like, what is happening? His training is, like, a regular Rocky montage? What, what, what's going on? Yeah, that's years. you got him running, you got him doing the yeah. weights. No, see, I like the idea of Hercules coming and then disappearing because he's Hercules, right? That's what he does. Do, do you know what? Like, I'm going to put this out. The thing I hate most about this story mm-hmm. is that it killed off Hercules at the start. I yeah. want more goddamn Hercules in this story. Yeah, in, in said, story. They're going to have to defeat Darkseid at some point. Well, I feel like we could we could lot. have a Hercules Reborn moment, you know? Mm, like, that's the other thing. So he keeps leaving and coming back, and then Glaucus has done the same thing. He just randomly is like, uh, "Yeah, it's my time to leave. Every couple of hundred years, I just have to leave, just because reasons." So I'm going to leave. Here's a boat. I'm like, so much of this issue is just this idea that some people just have to leave. They can't stay pinned down. They have to go. It's really funny because Glaucus is like, "Yeah, yeah, you're basically a man now. Anyway, he looks like he's about thirty. He's fourteen. Yeah, like." Yeah. Oh. It's, it's, I, I don't know. This issue was just such so, bullshit. <laughs> I, I feel. I just. If I could ask John's anything right now, it probably wouldn't be about Doomsday Clock, or, or anything. I'd ask him, why did you feel the need to give one woman a twin brother, and then never touch on it, and then we're just like, oh yeah, we have to resolve that. So. Here, James Robinson, come back to DC and, Comics and tell an uninteresting story. It's not that James Robinson's a bad writer, per se. It's just no. this, this story is just so uninteresting. Yeah, it's just I, a, not I, a direction I don't we necessarily want. blame him for this. This feels editorially mandated of, okay, yeah. this is what this story has to be. You kind of just got to tell it. And we'll let you do Does something it? on your own afterwards. Well, he's hopefully. still he's still on the book in February, because we've got his solicits for February. He's still writing Wonder okay. Woman then. Yeah, he's doing another arc after this. He's, I think. Uh, 
Because there are parts of it that are interesting. Like, I actually did, like, the Grail issue. Like, what she was up to. It was you okay. You know, with Baby Darkseid. Yeah, it was, it was fine. But, like, this whole stuff with Jason and, like, his sudden heel turn. There's... I don't feel... I don't feel there's any reason for him to be so jealous of Diana. Just no, there's, like there's his... nothing in this issue that tells me why he's evil. It's like, okay, he yeah. had a pretty good childhood. He had a good, also, a good dad. Also, I'll be honest, he left it doesn't really have an ending. It just kind of suddenly ends. He's like, oh, yeah. and like, yeah, I'm... Because he's not yeah, even grown I, up I, yet. I assume that this was actually, you know, we thought oh, it was a one-part issue of this is the origin. I assume next issue has to be origin as well. But then, I hope not. I don't know if it is. But but no, but that's the thing. I assumed that because of where it ended, and then I actually read the the next, and it says "By my brother betrayed," and that sounds like okay, we're picking up where we were last issue. Yeah. yeah. So I and I'm really confused. I I did not. I'm, I'm, I cannot wait until this arc is at least over. Uh, ho- ho- at least this one had Lupacino. What that? Yeah. What that? There's some really good like where where. It flashes to Wonder Woman and it shows her fighting with the Justice League. Like, it looks yeah. so good. New 50, yeah, New Fifty Two outfit as well on that. On yeah. those. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. But put put Lupacino on Wonder Woman properly, yeah. please. Just do it properly. Yeah. And so then the Deep Six showing up was pretty cool, but uh, why? Like. Oh yeah, Deep Six. Uh, yeah, I, I like the uh, the because uh, the Deep Six are the very like creature from the Black Lagoon. They're, they're like a team yeah. of those, which is kind of yeah, cool. Yeah, yeah. I like those. Yeah, that's fine. Those are nice. Yeah. There's, that that's was my cool. thing. There's, like, there's, there's ideas in this that I quite like in, in concept. It's just, it's a boring story. Yeah, and I kind of like, if you're going to make him Diana's twin, do the whole Artemis and Apollo thing. One's day, one's night, right? I think and that's kind of what they're trying to go for with one but good But they're one not executing it properly. Yeah. Like, I, I don't feel like that's what it's doing. Like, yeah, make him more lecherous. Like, make his vice be, be women. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they hint at it here, but. I don't ever feel that. No, I get it. Like, because a lot of this, I go, okay, he's learned a lot from Hercules, and Hercules is that sort of dude. Yeah. And I I never really get any of it. Like, there's there's, because you even have that line from Hercules that is like, yeah, I've made some mistakes in my past, and if you know your mythology, like he's the one that enslaved the Amazons. You know. Yeah. So the fact, like, here's this kid that's you know birthed from an Amazon. And, you know, Hercules feels guilt about that. Like, there's a cool oh, little blip there. Yeah, I'll tell you what the, the potentially cringiest line of the issue was. And annoyingly, uh, it came from Hercules. Go on. It's, it's when uh, you know, Jason's like, oh, why are we doing this? Chances are I'll never fight a swordsman. He goes, yeah, well, chances are you saying that means you almost certainly will. I'm like, yeah. okay, well, we, we get, you know, him saying that was enough. We go, okay, so he's going to do a sword fight with, with Diana. I get it. <laughs> I don't need Hercules to also, point out. They point out that he's really good with a spear, which is very phallic. So, you know, and I yeah. feel like the complete opposite of the Amazonian with, with the perfect, with the lasso. Oh, yeah. It's, it's, it's phallic if you hold your cock up over your shoulder. Aye. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, I just, there's there's some good things here and good symbolism I feel he's working with, but I just feel like, I didn't feel his heart's not in this. He's just writing it to get it out. And so he's th- like, this is the thing. Jason is the only part of this issue I don't like. I actually like <laughs> all the other stuff. I like Glaucus. I like Hercules. Yeah. I like the art. It's just every everything with Jason himself is boring as shit. I also, I mean, I don't, I don't mind them taking an issue to like give the villain backstory. Like, I, I didn't mind them doing a real yeah. issue, but I did really miss Diana. Especially maybe it's just because I hate Jason. I'm like, no, where's Diana? Give me Diana back, please. Because, like, because like I said, I quite enjoyed the Grail issue. I thought that was a pretty solid issue yeah. for the most part. I had some problems, but it was solid. Mm-hmm. And that didn't have any Diana either, which is again that was my main problem with this. Lupacino has done the two issues so far without any Diana. 
And yeah, I'm not that's, that's, happy that's, about that's, that. that's upsetting, yeah. That's that's fair. Uh, yeah, you know, when 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 I was promised this arc with with her on art, I was like, oh yeah, this is oh, here here we go. He's gonna be. I'll like, oh, be promised these two artists, then they've switched every issue. No, 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 no. I, I wasn't even gonna mention yeah. that. I was just, I'm just annoyed that her issues are the the ones without Wonder Woman. And I'm like, come uh, on, I want. Hey, I want it's, to not, see it. it's not. That it's not a valid complaint. I'm just sick of hearing it every single time we talk about I, one of these I issues. Gonna, <laughs> I wasn't gonna mention it there. I was just All mentioning right, okay. the idea that you know, the issues that hey, they are doing are the wrong ones. You know what my favorite issue of Wonder Woman was? <laughs> what, what, what is it that that was, that was issue eight the barbara ann issue oh, with yes. uh with the origin of chance yeah, i never would have known that yeah no hey you know what else is funny what's that remember no i'll wait oh i don't know what you're gonna do there because it's we're, uh, going, we're getting to the book later do i save it for that wait. i think that's that's a better idea that's yeah. a better idea uh, I'm still looking for my Buffy reference this episode. I'll find it somewhere. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. uh, so, yeah, I guess we'll t- go move on. Let's not waste any more time on that. Let's go to some more interesting things. The Flash, number 35, Joshua Wilson and Michael Moretti writing with Popman on art. So, this is the follow-up. We got Mina, who is now negative Flash. We got a little bit of flashback with her, sort of like when she was saved by the black hole out of the Speed Force. Although, I feel like it may not be them specifically that saved her. Later on, we yeah. see who's behind Black Hole, who probably is the one who pulled her out. A certain god, perhaps, <laughs> may have had something to do yeah. with it. Uh, but, yeah, so, so we have, have them having to sort of run away from me. Now, the, the Black Hole agents with their, their, their black energy guns, whatever they are, are, like, you know, taking them down, and they have to run off and get away. Uh, so, what I actually like about this issue, though, is everything that kind of does after that. I, I, like the, I like that Iris is still messed up and having nightmares about Reverse Flash. I think that's yeah. kind of a cool idea. Uh, I like, I, I I like the uh, the 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 potential murder mystery we've got now. I was all a bit upset at first because I was like, oh no, they can't just kill Kristen. No, I like her, but they don't actually show that it's her that's dead at the end of the issue. They yeah. don't. You see an arm. You see there's been a murder. Wolf Wolf calls Barry. He's like, hey, there's been a murder at Iron Heights. But we don't see that it's her for sure. We see she gets knocked yeah. out. She gets hit in the back of the head. Yeah, yeah. It, it's it's clearly implying that, but yeah. comic swerves lead me to believe that it might not be as it seems. I I, I think Swerve. I, I think Swerve. Although, killing her would mean something. Like, it'd feel like a proper character being killed. I feel like she's had a, enough time that they could have earned it by now, rather mm. than just, oh, okay, here's this one. Yeah. No, I, I, I concur with that sentiment. Uh... I think what this is, I think what this this issue's done for me is it's kind of solidifying like how good as a as a run this is as a whole, where it's bringing all these different elements back in and you know, like Barry and Molly having their moments and he's about to come up to the house like no Iris isn't ready yet like it's really playing with the idea of everything that's going on continuously. Yep. Uh, yeah. I, I feel like we, later on when you read this is like you know just a bunch of trades back to back it'll it'll flow very well between all the different. It's very jaunty stories. in that way. That's yeah. how his flash was. Yeah. You know, it read like a novel almost. Um, so this speed god, Raijin, right? Yeah, and Raijin, yeah. And there's, there is a Japanese deity of lightning, and it, you sure. know... It's funny, tied, it, 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 I actually what? stumbled upon that myself, because I was like, I'm just going to check and see if this is like something that's been in DC before, because I, I didn't know about him. Yeah. So I just had a quick Google, I was like, okay, Raijin, DC, and uh-huh. I actually, I just put in Raijin god, and it came up with the actual god, and I'm like, oh, right, it was an actual yeah. god, okay, <laughs> right? And, and you know, there, there's ties to Thor from Norse mythology, not, not Marvel. Thor, yeah. and then there's an Indian one too named Indira that's like the god of thunder oh, and lightning as well. It, it's funny, I'd actually say that his name sounds more Indian to me, Raijin. It sounds like an Indian name. Yeah, but um, you're you know like like Raiden from yeah. Mortal Kombat. You know, there's uh, but yeah, so it felt familiar, and 
uh, Jared, one of my good buds, pointed out he looks a lot like the Flash TV show's version of Savitar. It does kind of actually, can't yeah. can't be an accident, right? Like, so you think we're going to re- kind of touch on this? Like, I would like there to be, like, these not gods of the Speed Force, but gods of lightning, kind of. Like, there's so many to work with. Yeah, that's what he says. I think, you know, yeah. you're, you're talking about, like, oh, you you got, like, the, these actual, like, mythological gods, you know, like, you know, yeah. this, this one, and, you know, Thor. And I love all that sort of actual mythology. I love when they, they yeah. kind of pull from... Because, uh, I mean, it's this... It's this I think it was popularized by uh, Morrison, the idea that yeah. the comics are the American mythology. They, they, yeah. they, that's what they've mm. become. They are the god figures for the, for this age. Mm-hmm. And... I like when they pull from the older ones and kind of incorporate that into these yeah. new stories because that's a very typical thing where you'd have like a, a pagan story that mm. would get yeah. co-opted by a Christian and, and you'd get that version of it. Yeah. I was expecting a butt there at the end, but I don't like this. I was expecting that. No, no, I'm yeah. all for it. Oh, cool. Because I, I like when you can play that with the Flash, like the whole in, in I mean, the bright spot of the New 52 was always the Flash for me when it was Buccioletto and Manipal. Oh, yeah, I, I got that omnibus. It's so good. Oh, it's so great, but just beyond the art, you know what I mean? Because we all know that me and Carl are manifold. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like the whole idea that the Flash is kind of a like the Speed Force itself is this this deity to the gorillas, you know, and like that's how it goes into to uh, Grodd. Yeah, you know, and it's like this. We we even played with that in a more literal way in the the New Fifty Two Earth Two book, where you know I think it was uh, was it Hermes or whichever version of that god yeah. was that gave him the you know the the speed powers. It's, you know, yeah, like, it was Mercury. Mercury. Oh yeah, I can remember which yeah. version it was, but yeah, you know, same same god basically. Yeah, yeah. I actually yeah, I, I want to mention the art. I, I think the art is typically pretty good. I like I like yeah. uh, uh, Popman. But my favourite scene actually is the scene with uh, Kristen at night in Iron Heights, and it's like all shadows and dark, and she's got the uh, the little little flashlight, and it's yeah. kinda, she's kind of sneaking around at night. I actually really like that scene. I think that, I think that scene uh, yeah, works it's really got some well. Atmosphere. My my only real criticism with the art is, uh, you know, when when Barry's chasing Mina, it mm. felt like it didn't really have any momentum to it. It felt very mm. just kind of standard to me. And I, I was uh, that I was reading that page, I was like, I miss Gia Domenico. <laughs> those chase sequences were just phenomenal for me. Yeah, he's gonna be the chase sequences. That said, I do kind of like some of the li- when when Barry gets uh, called by Wolf towards the end. Like I like some of his running scenes there. But- yeah, mm-hmm. I, I like it when he's doing something like well, mm. as well. Like you know the the double page spread where he's teaming up with Wally, taking out all the things with the guns. Yeah, I like it when he's doing something, but just the just the straight running after someone uh, kind of looks a bit boring to me. Yeah, okay. that's, that's that's fair. Uh, but no, I like this. I like murder mystery Iron Heights. That's it's a nice little mm-hmm. idea. Uh, so I, I'm again, I'm, 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 I thought this was a solid Flash issue. Maybe not a standout one that you, you scream to the heavens about, but I, I like everything that it's doing, and I like the character beats. Uh, Iris being haunted by a reverse Flash, uh, sort of like I feel like at the time that reverse Flash thing seemed maybe a bit rushed, but I think in yeah. in retrospect they're building a bit more weight to it because it's affected her so much. Yeah. Well, it's kind of like when when Barry snapped his neck in old continuity, mm. you know, and we had the trial of Barry Allen and how it weighed on him and it kind of forced him to be better. I feel virus that it, it's kind of doing the same, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, so we'll move on uh, to Batgirl number 17, Hope Larson writing, Chris Wildgoose on R. This is the final part of Summer of Lies, the uh, Nightwing Batgirl team up that's been kind of like, had, had full of flashbacks back to their, their, their early days. Uh, Taking down a Mad Hatter uh, in relation to this Ainsley character who was getting drugs from him, and we kind of see the 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 wrap up of all this. Uh, and this has been kind of a favourite on the show. 
while it's been okay. while it's yeah. been running. Uh, and I'm happy to say it. I still feel that way. I, I like this yeah, final issue. Sticks, but sticks to landing. It does. I, I, I think like ultimately the, the the plot of what happened um, with with Ainsley. Yeah. What you say? Oh, I wasn't as invested in the like. I didn't care about the Red Queen stuff. I was yeah. much more wrapped yeah. up in their what happened with Ainsley in the past. But I like, think I really I think, I think that's why it works so well though because you find that mm-hmm. what actually happened was something really normal. Ainsley OD'd yeah. and. Like she didn't, you know, Batgirl couldn't save her in time. Like she, you know, she calls right. the authorities, she gets her help, but like right. it's not enough. She dies, and I actually kind of like that it turns into this more kind of like normal story almost. Obviously, yeah. there's the they're in costumes and they're fighting Mad Hatter at yeah. times, but well, no, no, see, that's the thing. I think she did save her life that time. It's I think she did. They, they mentioned that she OD'd, uh, she was in L.A. and it's yeah. this idea that oh, right, okay. she saved it. She did everything she could. She like because uh, you know, Gordon even says to us like, no, you 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 saved her life. And it's like, yeah, but even that, it wasn't enough. It was only temporary. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. she, she didn't actually necessarily, like, rehabilitate her. She just, you know, made calls and things like that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Uh, because obviously... And, our, and you could tell that it's it's weighed on Barbara and her character. The yeah. Fact that, and her sister, you know? like, is, is obviously still spiteful about it. She's still doing everything yeah. she does because of it. Uh, I, I love the uh, the fight with Barbara and uh, Mad Hatter. Because like, I, I love Mad Hatter pulling off her goggles. Like, there's something about that image that's just really kind of I don't know specific to me yeah, like, yeah. And, and some of the best panels in this issue are you know when it goes to red silhouettes and she's beating on him and it's it's the sound effects that do it because it goes wham wham and then the third one is crunch yeah she's finally just broken like, oh. something it's yeah. Like, it's yeah. like third third or oh, then the third one broke the nose so the crunch yeah yeah uh, and you know Dick has to pull her, pull, her, pull her off of him and like you know he's like hey like you went really far there uh, but it, it shows you how much this is affecting her uh, but you know, I'm not someone who ships things or ships, you know, couples by by my nature. I, I'm not a except fan for of... this one, this one. Uh, well, I wouldn't movie. say I ship it per se, but I'm not going to deny that I get feelings from from all the interactions that take place here. Whether it's the flashbacks or whether it's you know when they wake up the next day and he's sleeping on the floor in present day, and she's like, "Oh, you could have just slept in the bed." Like I know that's and she's like, um, oh, you know, I broke up with Sean recently. It feels weird, and you know, like. You know, I, I kind of like that. It felt kind of natural. And that, that little moment when he like he pulls her hair because she's put on her costume on, and her hair's yeah. like stuck inside the the, the, the neck, and he, he kind of like just takes it out for her. It's like, yeah. oh, it's all sweet moments. Yeah, even even if it's not romantic, they still do care about each other. Yeah, you know, yeah. Like... chemistry is a big thing, mm-hmm. uh, and that works. And even even just the idea later on when they fight the Red Queen, she's got all our our, our Roombas. I'm going to call them our Roombas with legs. Yeah. Uh, and she's she's fighting with them, and she she kind of like possesses Dick for a minute with the drugs. Like it makes him go nuts and think he's the Red King. The Red King. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah. Flashbacks but, to to True Detective. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> also, I'm not gonna lie. You're calling them rumors. They call them nanobots. I'm like, I'm I'm not sure these are nano anymore. Well, I think the idea yeah. is, is that they are the nanobots, but they're big, so they're not yeah, nano yeah. anymore. They're but they're working they, the same they, technology. They need a new name. Yeah. I'm just moving up the scale, you know. Yeah, but no, I, I loved it when she snaps them out of it because they're fighting for a bit, mm-hmm. and she sort of like connects to them. I'm, I'm not going to get into the the science here of her using our our chip that helps lets her walk. Uh, honestly, to... this is my biggest problem, not the science of it, but just reminding me that this chip's a thing. I yeah, kinda, that annoys me. Just, like, just, I just forgot. Brush over. Let, don't let's be honest it. though. The reason why it angers is because of how Arrow's used it. Well, not not even that though. I think <laughs> even when they they introduced this at the start of the new Fifty Two, it's always felt cheap and always been like, oh, just it was so cheap. Get it done. I, I think though the reason why it doesn't bother me so much in the comic is because it happened again. It was like we wanted to walk again. It happened like before the story started, and it was 
just like, oh, this is just, been a, this is just something that happened in the past. Which is why I prefer yeah. them to just never mention it again. Just, just, yeah. just forget about it. Just, just pretend I, I agree. it's not happened. She got better. It's fine. But I do actually like that when she th- sort of makes them remember these flashbacks. It's, it's moments we saw in the, the earlier issues. So we actually like ha- ha- have this thing, and like he actually he hears her thought bubble even because like you thought I was cute, and she sort of smirks and says, yeah. "Yeah, don't tell anyone." Like, it's just a sweet little moment. Like, yeah. and I think it, it kind of sells this idea that. This arcs works so well because we care about them as a pair. We care about them interacting with each other and their, their history. And then the story in the past with Ainsley is the one that really tugs at the heartstrings. The, the, the present day stuff with the Red Queen's fine, but it's just kind of you know goofy comic book villain to fight. Yeah, essentially, and that works. But the idea that then she, he's like got her on his back, and that's how they're fighting her, uh, piggyback style. Yeah, it's yeah, fun, it's, isn't it? It's a nice touch. It's, yeah, it's a nice sort of like, oh, we can work together. And uh, yeah. Master Blaster. That's all I can think of. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just you know you hear them in, in in the past, and she's like, "Oh yeah, I'm not ready to be a couple yet." After he kisses her, but you know you you're not going to leave me, right? Everyone leaves me. Like I was, I was, I just got my dad and like you now. Like you're not going to go anywhere. And he's like, "No, I promise, I never will." And we end in them, you know, flying through the sky and the grapple hooks at the end of the issue. Just a sweet, sweet Nightwing and Batgirl story, which tugged on my heartstrings. Uh, <laughs> and and you know what? We get a Christmas issue next month. We do, yeah. It says the Christmas next, yeah, yes, it which makes sense. Holidays. I'm like, yes. It's week four, so it's like right before Christmas. You know, you know really funny? Right after I, Christmas. I'm not really big on Christmas in general. I, I'm not big mm. on a lot of Christmas movies, but I really like Christmas issue comics. You know, like when you, when you get the, the specials and stuff, they, they they work for me for some reason. Hmm. I don't know why, but I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Now. I don't share that. I've I recently come around from being a Scrooge to liking Christmas again. So, you know. I'm cool with it all. Yeah, yeah, no, but I, I enjoyed this arc a lot. I, it's my favourite arc of the book so far, and uh, I'm excited to see where it goes. Yeah. So, I'm I'm, I'm, I'm a happy camper. All right, then, that'll take us on to Teen Titans number 14. Benjamin Percy writing, Koi Fam uh, on art. And, I mean, I don't care about this as much as Dick and Babs, but I'm not going to lie. I can, the, the idea of Damien and Emmy could grow on me over time. Yeah. Yeah. Apparently, when he turns into Wolverine, you're gonna save her. Yeah, because you get so, sh- so so what? <laughs> she gets shot in the arm at one point, and Damien's like, "Emmy!" and he pulls out these claws, and he's just like running to the I bad guy. Gloves. He's he's Wolverine. Why am I like, getting the? Do you know what's annoying? I'd actually planned to go back and read and catch up because mm-hmm. I was like, eh, "Okay, it's it's probably yeah. fun," and then I just I didn't have time. I, I mean, I was I was finishing my books late this week as yeah. it was. Well, it was it was really good though. I mean, that's a fantastic I, issue of Teen Titans. I thought. Yeah, it's it's. It's Percy writing two characters I enjoy that he writes, and yeah. then you throw the and rest of the Teen Titans. You've got this tidal uh, wave coming towards the city, and De- yeah. uh, Damien's like, hey, Titans, come and get me, and they're, they're trying to convince Wally to join the team again, so they all show up, and fun's had. And I, I love it when he goes all nuts when, when Emmy gets shot, and he's, he's, he's angry about it, and he's, he's he's actually running up the building with his, his grapple or whatever, yeah. and the onomatopoeia has got a sniper rifle and he's just shooting at him and Wally's running around him in slow motion just going how did yeah. you ever survive without me he's just grabbing all the bullets like he's the only reason why Wally's uh-huh. dead by Damien's not dead already you know what's funny I, and I just realised this uh, talking about this with you is we you have uh, Dick and, and older Wally are best buddies right yeah and and here they're antagon- uh, antagonistic with Damien and, and younger Wally and I like that you know. For now, I feel like they're building a friendship though, because they, they shake hands yeah, at the end of the, the issue. I don't feel they're ever going to be besties, you know, well, like Wally and, and Dick are. You know, I feel that's John and Damien are, are more the, yeah, the besties okay, in that way. That's fair. So, yeah. 
Um, but I do like the the you know the play on that is that Robin and Kid Flash are always you know super close. Yeah, so. I, I I like this issue a lot. I thought the action was good. I love Damien getting angry about Emmy being shot and going to like sort of like defend yep. her honor almost in Damien's way yep. with his claws. Uh, the way Kid Flash helps him do it sort of was a nice way to reunite them. Uh, the tidal wave stuff was fun. The art is like because the, they were all flying around. Beast Boy uh, is turned into a giant whale to help people, and yep. Starfire's cracking jokes. He's like, "Oh, that's what you would call uh, was it butt punch? No, no, kick ass, yep. kick yeah. ass, Starfire, <laughs> kick ass." It was a very Demolition Man uh, also, joke. Yeah. Also, when he turned when Beast Boy turns, turns into the whale, he yells "Cannonball" as he turns into this gigantic yeah. sperm whale, like Moby Dick. Like, yeah. it's, so funny. Yeah, it, it, um, was, it was a solid, fun issue from start to finish. It nice, bright colours, uh, big moments. Uh, Emmy, Emmy, like, turning them down again at the end. She's like, hey, like, Teen Titans are better than I thought, but I'm still too cool to join. And then she kisses Damien in the cheek through the mask. Yeah. And, like, Damien's just standing there, like, holding his cheek, like, oh, I'm never washing <laughs> this cheek again. Uh, yeah. But, no, su- super, super fun stuff. Uh, I, even Wally, like, poking fun at him, was like, oh, who's your girlfriend? And Emmy's like, I'm not his girlfriend. Yeah. Uh, all of it. Like, I had a giant smell in my face the whole time. That, she, was, yeah, she's too cool to join. That's what I like. Yeah. Like, you know. No, nothing super deep, but, that deep, but it was just wall to wall. I had a smell across my face. Mm-hmm. I have, I have, and then the last page. Yeah, uh, of course, yeah. Uh, Tim. Like, Tim's watching in the, the back computer, and Alfred's like, hey, are you going to tell me you're back, Tim? He's like, soon, Alfred. Soon. So yeah. we have, we have the uh, the Super Sons crossover thing with the, with the next month's issue, right. but after that we'll be getting to Tim. Apparently, will be involved in the, yeah. the Young Teen Titans. Maybe he's going to like help set them up and be a better team because he's. Well, Tim. now I definitely yeah. need to catch up. Yeah, <laughs> I knew that perk I mean, has ears up. I, I can see how people would think that Emmy's just you know girl version of Damien with her history and whatnot, but I think that works out to her advantage, especially when Percy writes her mm. because she. Yeah, she's coming to be more heroic, but she was kind of just as annoying as Damien was early on, where you're kind of just like, oh, okay. But now when you when you partner him with other people, you know, like her with, with Canary, and it's toned her down, and Damien with the rest of the Titans. Do you, do you like it, as well? I like that Damien's the first person who's willingly called a Red Arrow. No one else... Yeah. Everyone else keeps, just keeps telling Emmy, she's like, no, oh, damn, it's Red Arrow, you assholes. But Damien, yeah. no, he's like, he respects it. He's like, no, Red Arrow. Yeah, Exactly. <laughs> So if, if, you know, kind of the rumors are that are going around that Percy's done with Green Arrow, if he wants to just put her over here with the Teen Titans, you know, when she is cool enough to, or when they are cool enough to have her join, I'm cool with that, you know. Hmm. Yeah, that was fun. That was scary. I mean, not, not, not a super amount to go into, it was just, just a blast from start to finish. So mm-hmm. uh, we will move on then to our final book of the week, which is Nightwing the New Order number four, Kayla Higgins writing, Trevor McCarthy on art. And this, this this solidifies that this is a Teen Titans story. Uh, oh, so much so, yeah. it, it, so he wakes up right, and you see like Carly's uh-huh. there, and you see like the you see Cyborg, and I'm like, who's sh- there? <laughs> I was going to just say the exact same. <laughs> Shut up! We've done this already. We've done this already, right? Uh, Starfire is there. I'll be honest, there is one that threw me. There is no, there is because you see this lineup. You see Gar's there. He's like sort of he's stuck between like a sort of he's, he he looks tiger. like beast. Yeah, but yeah. basically we find out later on he was stuck mid transformation when the, the the blast went off, so he's stuck as this. But you see yeah. this lineup, this classic new Teen Titans lineup, and then you get someone at the end in a hood, and I'm like, so that's Raven, obviously. But it's yeah, a you, uh, you see the blue lantern symbol. I was like, oh, Raven's a blue lantern. Oh look, can, can I say though, it doesn't look blue. It looks white. 
If, no, it, wasn't, uh, if it wasn't for the symbol, no. I'd have said that was white. No. Let me, let me look at this. Hold on. It's a light blue, but it's definitely blue. It looks yeah. white to me. Well, so when I thought it made perfect sense, like, oh, so Raven in the future, she's maybe lost her, her touch with the occult and whatever because of the, you know, yeah. what yeah. happened. And she found hope. Yeah, I thought that was going to be a really interesting yeah. thing. It's like, yeah. Raven's the most cynical character around, yeah. like, and, and then and she's the hope. And two seconds yeah. later, someone turns around and says, Hey, Lois! I'm like, what? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what happened? Uh, uh, Clearly, she's been de-aged, because it looks like Dick's got ten years on her. You know? Um, so that, that hope light is really good for your show. So, the only funny thing was, though, is I was thinking, again, maybe because it was, I mean, I mean, I didn't get the, the end of the last issue when I first read it, but this time, <laughs> this time I was thinking, it can't be that Lois, right? It's not that Lois. And then later on, she references being a journalist, I'm like, come on yeah. now. Like, no, like, there's someone else. So, so people have, have kind of grilled Higgins over, over this, and he goes, you guys, just keep reading, please. Do you think, so it's, do you think sure. it, it threw me because I was I was yeah. I was sure when I saw it first I was like oh that's Raven yeah you know the hood looks similar and then and then it was like someone said Lois I was like wait what that's that what yeah and like you say I never even occurred to me as I was reading it but yeah she does look like younger than Dick she looks younger than yeah. everyone else there so, which maybe I'm thinking is this is this Superman's daughter in this universe did he yeah. have a daughter that's called Lois maybe yeah. I mean, and, and her being a journalist wouldn't be outrageous, you know, yeah. family, family tradition. It makes some sense. That said, uh, I feel like, I mean, I know the cover for next issue has a Superman on it who looks very yeah. angry. So we'll, we'll see kind of where that goes. I, I, I do like the, the whole idea, though, of uh, having a lantern on the team. I, I like that. Yeah. That was that was kind of I, missing. I like from... that it's a blue lantern as well. Cause yeah. It's different because they're not offensive. Yeah, so it's all right. protective and defensive and well, stuff. Because yeah. she, yeah. she even points that out. She goes, without a green, I have no punch. You know, so, yeah. but she can heal and she can, you know, she's, if you're putting together like in, in an RPG group, you need that, you know, that, that healer character. Yeah. Yeah. You know? So the reason why, why uh, Kate, you know, Batwoman's so worried about Jake, Nightwing's son, is because apparently he may have a, like his blood, not only like resisting the, the stuff they give him, it's like it may be a cure. It may actually turn the powers right. back on, if you will. So the Titans are wanting to do this and, uh, uh, they've got a source inside the uh, the Crusaders that are feeding them information. So we we see, we see all this sort of stuff coming together, and they're going to go on this mission to try and like save Nightwing's son. And uh, you know they, they want to do this. We also get uh, like flashbacks. We get like the the story of Starfire and how she came to Earth, and it's kind of I like Jake. That. T- Those you know, pages are gorgeous. They are. Yeah. Uh, and that's basically confirms this is set you know in post crisis continuity, right? This is like mm-hmm. yeah, it's a version of it. Yeah. Yeah. Because like, it's doing all of this like to, to a point. And you yeah, can see, in fact, I was just going to see if I'm correct about thinking this, but I believe if I go back to that flashback page, yeah, Raven's in that flashback. So she, yeah. her, her and Donna will probably be addressed at some point because they're both in that flashback. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. curious, curious indeed. But uh, no, uh, this is had fun. Like I feel like I'm having more fun with this the more I forget that Dick kind of murdered a lot of heroes. Like if I forget that part, like the rest of this is solid. See, the, yeah. the, 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 this is starting to make it more not justifiable, but it's making it more intriguing to me. That idea because obviously that was the the negative of it all. But here right. you have you have Corey kind of go, yeah, I understand. We all understand. We know why this happened. And, yeah, and I'm kind of going, okay, this. When even these are like, okay, no, we understand this to a point, like where it seems it seems more palatable, if that makes sense. If, if yeah. everyone's kind of on board with this to some degree, yeah, no, it, it does. I, I feel like 
I still have to sort of hear that the intent wasn't to kill them. It was just it wasn't meant to do that. Like that was just like a byproduct right. of what I, the, I think the goal that's was. Probably what did happen. Yeah. Honestly, I think the biggest mistake they made with this book is how they pitched it to us because that's what put me yep. off right away. It was oh no, he's a fascist and he killed all the heroes. Like I immediately went in with this negative attitude about it. If they'd just sold it to me as no, the heroes are gone and uh, they're, they're outlawed and Dick's kind of like the the man against them. Like that would have been an easier sell. I'd be like okay, so what drove us to that point? But they sold it to me in this kind of drastic way of. Like you know, he killed them all, and he's a fascist, and I'm like, yeah, yeah, no, I, I get yeah, but I'm glad I stuck with it because yeah, I, 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 I was a fan of the first issue. I liked it. I thought it was a good issue. But yeah, I thought I wasn't it was well sure done. That it was going to be yeah. a, yeah, it was it was well done. But I wasn't sure I really wanted to read the story necessarily. But mm-hmm. now you know, here two thirds through, I'm like, yeah, okay, I'm on board for this. Yeah. So no, uh, obviously the big ending as well when they go to this this place. Uh, you know, big surprise, Mr. Freeze is there guarding it. Hell of a design right. as well. Yeah. Yeah. Joey, it looks like, he actually looks kind of like, uh, like, uh, one of the, the engineers from Prometheus. He has that kind of look to him. He's really he's tall. So, yeah, he's so tall and skinny. It, uh, and, you know, it's, it's kind so, of, it's really threatening. This is also one of those things, like, you can see how actually corrupt the program is. Maybe Nightwing wasn't mm. privy to that. Is clearly they're keeping people with powers around if they're useful. Well, no, so, we you know they're putting anyway, people on that ice. Was, that was Dick's plan that he'd hoped. That, that was what he was saying. That was the yeah. best case for Jake, where it's like maybe what, he can join the team, you know, of like the, the yeah. team. But it's different when it's when it's John Stewart, you know. Yeah. When it's Mister Freeze, who's a legit out and out criminal, right? That's been odds at odds with him for years. He shows up, you you know, and uh, then yeah, you remember. Really. They're, they're putting people on ice. Of course he's going to be around to... He's the one putting them on ice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know? Well, George, so, funny, actually, I made that a crack in Teen Titans that there was a Demolition Man-esque joke, but then the idea of them yeah. putting them on ice is also very Demolition Man. There's a lot of Demolition yeah. Man references this episode. I don't know why. Now, if but. someone wakes up out of the ice and has knitting, like, skills, <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> the three seashells. Yeah. <laughs> it's not easy, seashells. Mm. So... Carl's not seen this, obviously. Otherwise, he'd be cackling away at our jokes. I would. uh, Uh, The best thing about Demolition Man is the prevalence of Taco Bell in the future. It's like (laughs) they won the food wars. Yeah, I'm I'm starving. Don't. don't. (laughs) I haven't eaten anything yet today. I am ravenous. Yeah, I'm pretty hungry. I've got got a nice big pizza to go. We're finishing up, anyways. Oh yeah, we're on the last book. Uh, So. No, I'm, I'm going to go in the middle of pizza burger. I, I enjoyed this uh, issue. Uh, like I say, my, my big problem is how they sold this to me, and I went in mean, this negative. But the more I read it, the more I feel like that wasn't really the, what happened, at least not the way it's been presented here. So, yeah. uh, I, I, obviously, I'm curious to see where it goes. We've got two more issues. We'll see how it wraps up. And, uh, yeah, so I'm, I'm, I'm into it. I'm into it. So... No, uh, that that is that is uh, the issue four of Nightwing the New Order, which leads us to what we do at the end of the show every week. Uh, we pick our favourites, we pick our, our best moments slash panel, we pick our best cover, our best art, top five books of the week, uh, and that's what we do. So, Connor, best moment slash panel. This is actually the hardest one this week. <sighs> For obvious reasons. <laughs> For obvious reasons, there's so much to choose from. I think, though, I have to go with the, the final panel of Doomsday Clock. You know, Clark saying he, he doesn't think he's ever mm. had a, a nightmare. Just that moment of going, uh, you know, the, 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 the chills kind of moment. It's just like, oh, yeah, this is this is making me feel things. Yeah, no, I I cannot deny that. Uh, 
Matt? It'd be really easy to pull from Doomsday Clock. Mm-hmm. But uh, there's so many good. But for me, being me, and how excited it made me, <laughs> final page of Action Comics with Booster Gold. I, I knew you were going to pick that. As soon as I, I read that. I can't not. Yeah. Like, I, I read that issue uh, last night while me and you were we, we were having an exchange on Twitter. And yeah. I thought, shall I just mention that this on Action, on, on Twitter, going, you're, you're going to pick this, are you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, could, I can't not. It's Booster. Like, you know, I picked the, the panel with Connor Kent just being mentioned one week. Like, now one of my favorite characters is actually back. Like, mm. oh, man, good times. Hmm, interesting. Uh... I'm actually going to not pick a Doomsday Clock page or panel. Ooh. I'm going to go elsewhere because I feel like it's going to fail oh, to dominate geez. my other things. There's two. There's there's two that that Pete could take right <laughs> off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. One's definitely in Detective. Yeah. Uh huh. And one's in Batgirl. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I'm just saying. If I have my brand, Pete. That's his brand. Like. <laughs> They're all too predictable. What's the one? What's the one Detective you think I'm going to pick? Tim and Steph. No, I wasn't going to pick that. I mean, it's a good moment, but I wouldn't have picked that. Uh, I, I figured it was one of those that could be up there for yeah. you, at least. But you were thinking it's a kiss. You were thinking, oh, it's one of the kisses. That's the yeah, one of the definitely. kisses. I actually thought it was going to be Steph's reaction to opening the door and seeing uh, Tim, because that, that was really nailed, mm. her expressions. No, no, I, 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 I'm going to go with Batgirl. Uh, I have to, have to be that. I'm actually, I'm actually going to go with the, the, the page of... Uh, the, she's in bed and he's on the floor. But that mm-hmm. that entire exchange in that page, like that, that hit me a little bit because it was kind of it felt more mature than the rest of it. Because the rest of it's really sweet, but that's this was like, oh, they're close, but he feels awkward because he just broke up with someone. And it just, I don't know, it added a bit of depth to the the, the proceedings for me. I like that page a lot, so I'll go with that one. Uh, all right, so uh, jumping over to best cover of the week, I'll go to Matt first for this one. So my cover is definitely Action Comics. Just it's a it's Manipal B. It's a perfect summation of, of Superman at this point in the story. He kind of seems broken, and it, it's all right there on the page. Yep. Cover, uh, rather. I have to be boring here and pick Doomsday Clock. Uh, now, with this, I do mean the regular cover, and which isn't necessarily yeah. the best cover for Doomsday Clock, but it's still, I still think it beats the rest of the covers this week. Yeah. Oh, what's what's Connor? He's straight my head at me. You know, that, that beat in the action cover is, is ludicrous to me. That is such a perfectly designed cover. You know, and I don't know how you can that that Doomsday Clock cover is good, but it's by far the least interesting of the Doomsday Clock oh, covers. The, yeah, had it been the Frank variant, like with with Superman being disassembled, in yeah, clock pieces. Yeah, that's great. Or yeah. or even the you know the 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 Rorschach one. I might yeah, have a harder time disagreeing with you. There's a simplicity but... to it that I like compared to the Superman one. Okay. There's a simplicity to it. I like just. So what Pete's telling us is deep down he's a nihilist and he just, the end is nigh, really just, speaks, to speaks to him. speaks to him, yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right, okay, so, so, so we're riding me for my picks. Uh, we'll move over to uh, best art of the week. Uh, I'll go first, nice and easy. Uh, Doomsday Clock, Gary Frank takes, yeah. the, takes the cake this week. <laughs> Without a doubt. Yep. Without a doubt. Yeah. Yep. You, know, I, you know, I like the art in Batgirl, I like the art in uh, I like, uh, Teen uh, Titans, in, I liked yeah. a lot, actually. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I like the art in Wonder Woman. Best part of that book. Yeah, Lupacino. But yeah. N- n- nothing's touching Frank this week. Oh, no. Nothing's Frank's touching on him. top form and, you know, n- no yeah. one's coming close. All right, back to Connor first then for his top five of the week. 
So why is Wonder Woman number one? (laughs) (laughs) On the worst list. (laughs) Nailed it. (laughs) That was a. Do you know? Do you know what? That was funny because it was a terrible joke, and then he acted like it was the best joke ever. Yeah, so I did it. I, I think it was. It was one of. The, I just got caught by surprise. It was such a, a, a childish playground joke. Yeah. It was like, oh, uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, so no, number one is is is, is Doomsday Clock because, mm-hmm. well, obviously, mm-hmm. I think I, I'm assuming you're all going to pick that because if not, I don't know why we're still doing this podcast. Uh, number two is Action Comics. Number three, Bat Girl. Four Detective and five Nightwing New Order. Matt's the wild card. I feel like if anyone's going to pick another issue, yeah. it was the clock's going to be Matt. If Matt picking action, but I don't think he'd dare. Not 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 really. It's, the, only, it's the only semi-plausible thing that could happen that would would shake this up. But yeah, go on, go. Oh, you go, Matt. Top five. Yeah, no, I, I have to pick Doomsday Clock. Number one, it's Gary Frank on art. Two, it's Jeff Johns, my favorite writer, probably of all time. So it's that's the Three. combination. It's a phenomenal issue. And yeah, it was a phenomenal issue. I mean, it's much more of a Watchmen sequel than I was expecting it to be, which is cool. I like being surprised. So, but number two, easy is is Action Comics. Any other week, it would have been number one, but you can't. It's hard to compete with Johns and Frank. And then my number three is Teen Titans. Number four is Tech, and number five is Batgirl. Okay, uh, but it just occurred to me that the, the the porn parody for Doomsday Clock will be Doomsday Cock. It's a really easy one, but it just it popped out of my head there as Matt was doing his, his list. Uh, <laughs> the places your mind goes, I do. Uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I, I I can't explain. It. I can't justify it. Anyway, uh, my top five is number one Doomsday Clock. Number two. I want to say Batgirl. Batgirl is my number two. Uh, then, of course it is. You then, can't get enough, can you? Number three is action. Number four is Teen Titans. Number five is... Flash. I'm going to say Flash at number five. There you go. So, a little bit different. So, hey-ho. Uh, but no, solid week of books, though. Like, uh, Wonder Woman was the one weak spot. Everything else was kind of... I think, yeah, I think, yeah. yeah. Wonder Woman was clearly last, and Doomsday Clock was clearly first, but all the rest are pretty close. Yeah, pretty, pretty solid week. Uh, it's, it's weird not to have Detective in my top five, and it was still pretty good for the most part. I just had a couple of issues that, you know, just yeah. made it not as great as some of the other stuff this week. But here you go. Uh, so that is that. So I should tell you what's coming next week. I didn't forget. I'd forgotten the last like three weeks in a row to tell you what's coming next week. Yeah, until, you made a point of remembering. Until I was remembering. <laughs> uh, interesting week next week. It's a week five, which means uh, Connor's actually going to be missing most slightly because he's uh, away. But me and Matt, for, obviously we had the vote for the week five book that we're going to do. That is going to be Wonder Woman The Circle. So we're going to talk about that. But on top of that, in terms of the books that are actually out next week, we have a number of annuals and a couple of other things starting that are worth checking out. So we have Batman Annual number two, Green Arrow Annual number one, Aquaman Annual number one, and Super Suns Annual number one. So really interesting mix of annuals there for us to yeah. dig into. And then on top of that, we have the beginning of two prestige books. We have Batman Creature of the Night, which is the... Uh, the yeah, the basic kind of follow-up to Superman Secret Identity, uh, which I'm really excited about. And then, I know Connor's sh- ashamed that he's missing this one, because Mystic U starts next week, which is the... That's not going to lie, this is my priority read next week. Uh, Magic School Zatanna Hogwarts DC mm-hmm. Universe style. Uh, yes. So that's all a thing. Uh, new talent showcase for the years out next week as well. I doubt we're going to get to that, given all these other yeah. big books. 
Yeah, so, also... I will say I will check out even if I have to stay at my shop and read it. I will read the Poison Ivy story because I'm me. So. <laughs> you, well, you can report in, but uh, it's actually yeah. a surprisingly stacked week five. There's, there's also the uh, Hal Jordan and the Green Lantern Corps yeah. three is next week as well. That got pushed. Oh, oh yeah, I forgot that got pushed. That's a fair fair yeah. point. Uh, I was also just leave America annual as well, which uh, we won't be covering. Uh, yeah. And a Harley well, Quinn special called "Be Careful What You Wish For." Has that been pushed, maybe? I'm not seeing it. Okay, yeah. well, that was, that's something that was solicited just, at some point. Just just side note, the uh, Flash by Jeff Johns book four comes out yep. next week as well. Ah, uh, yeah, I noticed that, yeah. Well, the, the fifth one will be the last one, so they're almost done collecting yeah. them in thick trades. Yeah. Also, just I saw on Twitter this week, Tom King posted a, a panel from Batman Annual I number did two. Because isn't it Lark? Holy shit, it looks incredible. So. It is Lark, yeah. Yeah, as much as I want him to get back to Lazarus, I, I'm not going to say no to some Batman. Oh, man. But, well, yeah, it's but that's... I feel it's such projects like this is why he's taking a break from Lazarus, mm. you know, so he can work on and, uh, other things. I, I'm, I'm just calling it now. I've, I've not looked at all of them, but I, and I'm not here, so I'm just going to spoil it. My cover of the week next week is that that Batman. That okay. <laughs> is fantastic. Well, me and Matt will keep it to ourselves. Cause yeah, we'll, we'll... you can do you do whatever, but that, that cover, <laughs> it, it even beats out Zatanna on Mr. You. Oh my, oh my, that's the best big things coming from Carl. Wow. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, so we have a, a week five, but it's actually quite quite a nice meaty week five for a change. So uh, me and Matt will be there with you. And I shall warn you that we may have to record at a different time next week, which may actually be earlier than usual. It may be later than usual. It may be Sunday yeah. instead of Saturday. It may be Friday instead of Saturday. But it will be different next week. So we don't know. We, we have not locked in exactly when we're going to do it yet next week. But it is coming. Don't worry about it. But it just means uh, we have to figure out when we're fitting it in. I mean, as all you, you can blame Scott Snyder and Capullo doing a signing. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's basically it. Matt said I'm not recording at the normal time next week because there's a signing with those two on that I have to go to. So blame Matt for it being at a different time. No, but. no one blames I, him for that. I, I will it. I looked it up, and it's it's at the shop that's all the way across town. Um, and had it not been both of them, it, it would be easier just to come record. So, mm-hmm. but it's also limit one thing per person, which oh, uh, yeah, I might just be sending a friend to get something signed. I don't know. Oh, I've so met both of them all right, so we might record at this usual time then. Okay, I will let you know. Yeah. And, and all right, if they reset that limit, then. We're good. Basically, there will be an episode next week. Yeah. They just don't yes. know when. <laughs> exactly, yeah. Uh, keep, keep an eye on the Twitters and then uh, we'll let you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll update on Twitters when I know when we're going to record it so you have an idea when it's coming out. Uh, in case it's going to be a daily. Because it may be a daily. But uh, anyway, you know it's coming. So there we go. That has been episode 79. Oh, I remembered. Of Comics from the Multiverse. Uh, obviously, let us know what you thought of the books this week in comments and all that kind of thing. Whether it be in the comments on YouTube, on Twitter at DC Comics Podcast, uh, or elsewhere. Obviously, uh, like, subscribe, give us ratings on iTunes if the the audio version and things like that. Uh, we appreciate all of it. Obviously, if you want to support the show, if you want to support the show and the channel as well and everything else we do, head over to Patreon.com/slash/MailFuzzTV. You can do that over there. Obviously, some of the perks we've mentioned, we've kind of just because we mentioned that we'd done them. But obviously we do a monthly episode, me and Connor. We did Watchmen this month, so you can check out that. Uh, also, you get voting rights for like a trade or a collection that we'll do in a week five, which is what this, this Wonder Woman book won, uh, which is why we're doing it next week. So those are the sort of things you can get in the in the tiers over at Patreon if you want to go check out that. Uh, but obviously, just watching, listening, uh, spreading the show around is all of its support, so we appreciate all of it. We love you loads. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, of course, um, that, that is us. So thank you once again. Uh, for watching or listening we always appreciate it keep reading comic books and always remember never get lost 
and the Speed Force. Boost your gold, baby! Thank you.